Hey now, everybody, we are now tuned into episode 129. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Uncensored Minds. We are here for the conversation. Thank you to everyone who is tuned in. Shout out to all of the members that are in the chat, all of our new viewers that may be behind the scenes. We welcome you. We open up our conversation to you. What is up, everybody? I hope that everybody has had an amazing weekend up here in Philly. Man, I tell you, the weather has been boo. So hopefully where you guys are, that the weather was treating you well, and that everyone had a fabulous, fabulous weekend. We so appreciate you um, reserving your Sunday evenings for us here at Uncensored Minds. And remember, tonight, the minds will definitely be uncensored. We have a great, great show for everybody. Thanks for tapping in. Make sure to like and share the video, y'all. Let's, let's do that. Make sure to like and share the video. Also, if you are not a member, tap in. We have so much great content um, that is constantly flowing. So make sure if you're not a member, tap in. DM one of us. We'll help you get on track. Also, spread the word. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. We also got merch. Let's go. The springtime is here. The summertime is soon approaching. Those dresses, those colors, all of that good stuff. So make sure everybody hits up T or Nell for um, some gear. Let's go. Let's get into it. Where's the crew at? Where's the crew? What we doing? <laughs> What's Jordan? up? Another episode of Uncensored Minds. This is episode, what episode is this? 130. This is 129, 129, 129. 129, almost 130. Hey, Jen, what's up, ladies? The, episode, the, the topic of the show this week is called Be Careful With Me. Handle Me With Care this weekend, please. Yes. But we got a great show for y'all, fun-filled show for y'all. The crew was back intact. Um, not just me and Ish and yes. T. We got the amazing, the beautiful, the incomparable KD. Here's hey, now. There she is. <laughs> hey, Miss KD. Welcome hey, back. everybody. I was trying to get my volume straight. Hello, everybody. Angelia, Jennifer, Helen, um, Diana, Tawanda, everybody, Juanita, Rhonda. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for missing me. And I missed you ladies too. But I'm happy to be back. I had some things that were going on. And um, I must say, my life has taken a 180 degree turn. Not about you right now, KD. <laughs> Not about you right now. We're going to come back to you though. We're going to come back to you. I'm just letting my We're going to come know. back to you, KD. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Come back. The reason why we want to come back to you is because we need to have a moment of silence right now for two influential members of, of, of media, which we are now a part of, um, and also just our everyday lives. Um, and those two people are Harry Belafonte, um, who passed this past week, and also Jerry Springer. Um, so um, condolences to the Belafonte family and also to um, the Springer family for losing both, you know, iconic um, members. Belafonte, um, as we know, is um, an, an amazing trailblazing actor. 
um, for 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 um, people of color. Um, broke a lot of barriers when it came to to, to that, um, and then Jerry Springer as well. You know, making his way from politics to entertainment, and then back into the I think his last venture was a judge show. So we were pretty entertained by both men, and we wanted to send our condolences to the family. So we have to give them a moment of silence. Hence the why we had to shut up a little bit. But Katie, it's your floor again. It's the affirmation time. And I think the past three weeks without you here, we've missed those beautiful affirmations. So take us home with one of those affirmations. The only affirmation I have for you guys is to each day when you get up, you affirm to be the best you that you can be because you have to live to be you. Nobody is there when you say your prayers at night. Nobody is there when you are climbing your fight. So you affirm to be the very best that you can be. And while you're being the very best that you can be, don't forget about the others that are right there with you. But you have to sometimes stay focused on you in order to become you. So just affirm to become the best you that you can be. And once you are that, then you can be what you need to be to others. And with that being said, let's get to some uncensored minds. I've missed you guys. So um, just as we do every week, I mean, we like to open the show with an icebreaker question of the day. And the icebreaker question of the day is one of them questions that's going to set the tone for this episode. And the icebreaker question goes a little like this. How many times a day do you wash your ass? <laughs> Again, listen hear me. How many times a day do you wash your ass? May I lead with that? Please do. All right. Now, Thursday when we discussed this, I told the guys most of the time it's once a day for me. Because... <laughs> don't judge me when you don't know my lifestyle. So this is why I said that. At the time, I was working in a factory, get up every morning at six o'clock, work until five, go straight from there to my second job, which I work to 1030. So when I get home and by the time I get my shower and everything, it's one o'clock. So, no, I am not going to get right back up five hours later and retake a bath. Now, on days like this, easily two a day. Easily. Nasty. Well, <laughs> you see it as nasty, but thank God you don't have to be around me since you think it's nasty. But I can assure you nothing is nasty about this. Thank you. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely no complaints so far. <laughs> I'm definitely with the two a day in the in the summer, definitely three, maybe four, yeah. depending on how hot it is. I I'm a sweater. Like I sweat a lot. I perspirate a lot. So for me, I definitely always have to um I even take like washcloths and stuff to work and I even like freshen up 
at work too. So um, I'm a fanatic about stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely at a minimum two for me. Now, what's up with you, John? Yeah, I'm chewing it up. I'm at least two. Um, you know what I mean? For one, one to start my day. Um, and then two, one when I get home from work, um, depending on what time that is. And, and if mm -hmm. it's, I'm doing one right before I go to bed. And the reason why I'm doing two is because even if I take one before I go to bed and I wake up in the morning, regardless if I go to bed like in the morning and wake up at six, my ass was assing while I was sleeping. <laughs> you dig? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, 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 my underarms was underarming while I was sleeping. It, it's yes. called perspiration. Our body, our body goes through, you know, natural secretions. We, we just have it. Our body just... You know, it goes through a trans a, a transformation or a, a transition while we are asleep. Um, if you don't know, you know now. Mm -hmm. um, our body is doing a lot. Not of everybody body go through what your body go. No, through. everybody's body is. Everybody do not sweat. So wait, everybody do not sweat in I their sleep. I didn't say sweat. It's a perspiration. Yeah. Body's going through something when we're asleep. It's a recovery process. It's our, a detox process. Exactly. A recovery process. So if our bodies is letting out toxins, how do you think, where are the toxins going? They're coming it, through our pores. When, when you urinate, that's when they come out of you. You got to clean your coochie when you urinate, don't exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> that's a that's part of it. That's where bath come in at in the morning time. Trust me, this coochie ain't going out stinking. No one said that, but you said once a day. Oh, uh, and I'm saying it, I am I'm not going out stinking. Trust me, I'm not. KD, let me ask you something. When you take your bird baths in the morning, like how does that work for you? How does the bird baths work for you? Because I find like I try to do bird baths just like I do them at work, but I don't use I use just water, like I freshen up. But I notice like sometimes when I'm not in a shower and I don't get a chance to rinse all the way, I find myself irritable. Do you find yourself that way when you bird bath or are you like, okay? No, because my bird bath, I actually bath. I okay. like soak the water up with my soap that I use. Mm -hmm. It is soaked up and I literally take a sink bath oh, okay. with the rinsing and everything. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, listen, the summertime is right around the corner, y'all. So we got to make sure that we tight all the way around. Oh, trust the me, during, during the summertime, it is going to stay in some water. I oh, love yeah. me some water. If anybody that know KD know that the bathtub is her best friend. What was you getting ready to say now? So, just read some of the comments. I'm gonna I'm allow y'all to read some of the comments from um, what the people is, if you don't mind, Ish. Mm -hmm. I definitely have to have one. Angelia says, I definitely have to have one in the morning when I get up. I don't feel right if I don't. I get it. It, it and and also the morning showers will like awaken you like it kind of just jump starts your your mind your body your spirit you know some people take cold showers in the morning just to get invigorated and you know just to kind of get their minds cleared and you know set off just right so they feel amazing in the summertime as well 
So um, I definitely feel you on that, Angelia. Let's just say. Jen said everything recovers overnight, and I wanted to, and I wanted to touch on that point because you know reading a couple of articles and seeing and and, and doing a little bit of research on this is. As, as we said before, when our when we lay ourselves down um, for sleep, which is vital to, you know, um, our health, our body is going through what is called a recovery process. Our skin is shedding. Mm -hmm. um, we have toxins that are being are, are coming out of our pores. It just doesn't come out in the urinary tract. It doesn't just come out of um, our anal cavity, but it also comes out through our pores. So um, not to debunk your claim, but yes, we do perspire. Now you may not be a heavy per you may not be someone who perspirates heavily, but there's a perspiration process that is going through as we are sleeping. Um, if you know your metabolism is running, which is helping you to um, do a lot of different things internally, but also your body is recovering as well. Um, dead skin cells um, are on your skin, which we don't typically see to the naked eye, which could be needed to be rinsed off um, through showers and baths and things of that nature. Also, when we have those midnight or late night runs to the bathroom, yeah, we may take a little piece of tissue or something, but we still urinate and things like that. So to each his own, that's where I'm going with it, to each his own, whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever you think your, your, your natural regimen is for your body, you do what you think you do. Uh, the question was asked, how many times do you wash your ass? I wash my ass at least two to three times. Once, sanitary purposes, but also just to feel good. The shower is invigorating in the morning. It wakes you up. The shower at night, too, can be a, 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 um, a thing that will help you to, to get the rest in better and, and, and taking the stresses off of today. and helping. That's the full bath for me at night. That's so, my haven. So mm -hmm. different things can go into bathe and not just the the actual smelly part of it uh, a number mm. of things meditate meditation and help you with that you know what i mean meditation you can have it's in the water ladies we'll take two of them then ladies hey day meditate three it it all depends on how much meditation you feel like you need in your life at the time mm -hmm. take as many as you need I think I think the iceberg question is just saying get your ass together. <laughs> Why? We was talking about medium dirty on Thursday, remember? Like <laughs> medium dirty. People like rare medium rare steaks. Some people like well done steaks. Not fast is medium dirty. Though. All right, medium dirty. But again, as y'all can see, we got we already with the shits already. The mm -hmm. four the four of us is back together, so you already know it's going to be an explosive show. We already started. The, the out going back and forth and it's only going to continue but this is our entertainment quick take us around it take us around the entertainment world Eesh. oh my goodness i mean it, i think we had a lot going on in the entertainment world this week honestly it was it was a couple of things going on between the deaths and you know just a lot of shenanigans going on but let's tap into this First topic, um, designer. We all know designer from his hit song, Panda. Um, and then he had something like Timmy Turner, which was like his second runner up. And, you know, that might not have done as well as Panda. 
Um, but you know, some people was calling him a one hit wonder and all of that, but he just so happened to be on a flight from Thailand coming back from overseas into the U S and uh, Mr. Designer decided that he was a little hot on the flight. He saw a flight attendant that he was enamored with and he just decided to just whip out his dick. Okay. And in the midst of whipping out his dick. He also wanted to tug on it a little bit too. He stated while tugging on it after being questioned um, that he didn't get that much pussy while over in Thailand. And, you know, he just was a little hot and heated. So they told him, hey, listen, get yourself together. Get yourself together. Stop it. Well, he stopped for a second and then he decided to get right back at it. So they actually had to put him in the back of the plane with two other travelers that he was traveling with um, in order for him to contain himself. Once he, uh, you know, was off the plane and they landed, uh, he was taken into custody and detained and charged with indecent exposure and states now that he needs some mental uh, help. He's feeling outside of himself, seeking mental help and checking himself into a facility of some sort to try to attack what it is that he has going on. Now, meanwhile, before we get into some other things, he stated that while he was in Thailand, he wasn't feeling like himself. So he went to the hospital or went to a medical facility of some sort and he got some medication and he believes that the medication interacted with him. Um, in a negative way um, and had him chemically imbalanced. And therefore that is kind of what triggered his really radical odd behavior on the flight. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I see the, I see the faces. I see the people in the chat. Like, I don't really know what's going on designer. <laughs> well, I was reading about it and, um, I commend him for coming forth about his mental issues. Now, I can't say that that is an excuse for what he did. I mean, if he was horny, he was just horny. But I can see that he can be in a mental state because going on tour, constantly going all the time, you forget to take care of your body, not only physically, but mentally. So I'm not going to say that he is totally lying about needing to get some mental help for himself. But I'm also not going to say that that's an excuse for him exposing himself to the young woman. I'm going to quote, I'm gonna quote the, the, um, the always eloquently forward each here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't get no pussy while I was over there, so I need to take care of myself. It's crazy in the middle of a flight from Europe back to the United States. That's crazy. Not mm -hmm. to contain yourself, whipping your joint out in the middle of the flight is wild. If you felt that need to, to do what you do, you go to the bathroom or you throw a little, they give you the blankets on the, on the flight. You cover your little self up and you do your thing. I get it. But that's wild. 
And what is screaming to me is screaming attention. A designer has been doing a lot of different things lately um, for attention. Um, and and this is just another cry, it seems like, for attention. You know what I mean? Sometimes when your craft is not um, going the way you want it to go, um, you got to resort to things to stay relevant. And it seems like another ploy of his to remain relevant or to bring much more light to him himself. Because we know right from wrong at this point. And that's something that it's not like, oh, damn, that's a mistake. Nah, that's blatant and disrespectful. Right. Yeah, and that's what I say too now. Like, I feel like he said somewhere that he had been feeling odd anyway before even going to Thailand. So mm -hmm. my thing is, is that if you know that you're having issues you should be able to stop yourself from exposing yourself on a plane during a flight. If you know that you're dealing with some medical issues, some mental situations, like you got people around you, you know, maybe start up a conversation. I just felt like it could have just been handled a little bit differently than just beating your dick in the middle of a flight. Like that to me, not only does it scream a mental issue but it screams like Nell said like attention because otherwise why wouldn't you stop most people that have mental deficiencies sometimes try to stop themselves from doing anything that might especially when it's a lot of people around might you know have people thinking negatively of them while they're in their mental you know what I mean going through their mental issues so for him to just be blatant like that I don't know it just was kind of wild to me and I don't know maybe the medicine did have a negative chemical well, I, you know I was gonna say I don't, I don't know he said that he had a chem uh, medical chemical reaction mm -hmm. you normally would if you mix that medicine with something, who's to say that he didn't miss it with something he wasn't supposed to, like cough syrup or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if he mixed it with something that he should not have mixed it with, he very well could have went off his rocker. Mm -hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to defer back and forth to you two ladies because y'all both have talents in different areas of what our entertainment spin is. KD, this question is for you. It comes from the audience, right? It comes from the other uh, member of us here at Uncensored Minds. Is this the pitfall of the music industry? I know you're not in the music industry, but you are in the entertainment industry. Talk a little bit about the pitfalls of staying relevant in this industry and the ins and outs of relevancy and what that could look like. Well, the staying is, is out is you just have to stay true to your craft without outside interference and outside interference is plentiful out there if you allow it. I can say for the ones that I have been around, they don't allow too much outside interference to come to them. Whenever they come to a downfall, it was their own down, downfall. Um, so I just think it's all of the influence that is out there and how you adjust to that influence because it's plentiful out there. They make it so convenient for them to get it. So if you choose to go to that influence, you got to realize what that influence could have an impact on, with this, which is you and your image as a person. 
So let's stay on this question just a little bit. Let's go a little deeper with it, right? And um, from the span standpoint of relevancy, the, the consistent need for the spotlight, how intoxicating is that? Because one, we more, off, one more game. How intoxicating is the spotlight, right? Mm -hmm. Because basically what what I'm asking is, and, and from the question, it seems like the pit, is this a pitfall of the industry of once you fall out of the graces of, right. of, of the industry or you're not hot and popping anymore, but right. you feel like right. you're hot and popping, how do you stay relevant? Is this a sign of that relevancy of craving that attention? It could be. It could be because when you come from behind the cam um, in front of the camera for a while, um, those that do have a true passion for the camera, it can become quite addictive-like. And um, when you feel like you're not getting the attention that you feel like you need, um, some of them will do some crazy things just to get back into the camera, you know, the old saying, um, there's no such thing as uh, as bad publicity. Some people believe anyway. So as long as they can get out there and keep their face out there, then that's what they're going to do. And it very well could have led to that because it's been a while since he's been in the public eye, hasn't it? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Another portion of it, and, and a touch on this um part of the tree branch right the um the pressures of success yeah how 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 is that yeah so i can only imagine that you know the pressure of having gaining it having it and keeping it has to be immense like it 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 definitely has to be immense and you know he was in thailand doing shows and and he still seems to be pretty active in his music career although he might not necessarily be on top right now he's still you know doing shows or performances or whatever the case may be and for him it's probably a lot of pressure to try to you know inch his way back into the the forever limelight you know what i mean because right now people only know him as you know just that one song you know don't know much about him so his success seems to be very limited so the pressures on him even even having had the success um i think it's even stronger trying to you know regain some sort of you know in again you know what i mean if that makes any sense and and two, not to just relegate it to the the, the industry, right? The entertainment. Mm -hmm. This can go. This can go just uh, as 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 vanilla as everyday success within our lives and in yeah, our yeah. jobs. And if you're not mentally strong and, and you don't have a a base within yourself, you will get lost in translation, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm one of those people who 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 has. Um, competitions within myself I, I don't compete with others my competition is with myself because i want to challenge myself i want to be the best version of myself every day i want to better what i've done or even be consistent in what i've done the prior day because for me that level of consistency 
breeds much breeds success on a consistent basis in the industry that I'm in, right? So when 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 you have those core bases and your success wanes a little bit, mentally you have to be a, a understanding of yourself to get being able to get back to saying, all right, this didn't work. Let's try this. Or that didn't work, but let's stay on this path right here. Let's put a little bit more energy here. Let's put a little bit more emphasis here. Understanding the process. So that way the success comes again and you can continue to recreate and duplicate it and duplicate it and duplicate it and duplicate it. And sometimes people have have downfalls when it comes to that. They don't know how to recreate that success that they've had or rebrand that success each and every time they go out again. Because basically you're rebranding your success each and every time you go out. Um, that's the topic that I touch on all day long. But to the young brother out there, mental health is real. Okay. Uh, who has suffered from mental health at some point and goes through mental health challenges on a, on a consistent basis, I will say the first step in um, the process is, is knowing what the problem is, and that's that you're mentally not healthy. And then seeking the help, um, finding refuge, and whatever help that you're you're trying to get to get on that course. So my prayers are with you, designer, regardless of the, the mistakes that you've made up until this point, you still um, need to be wrapped in the arms of God um, and also need to just have the support of people that's behind you and with you. That way you get to a clearer mental um, place. The next topic. Right here, and we're going to use Isha a lot. This is our resident legologist here on the show. Praz. We all know who Praz is. And if you don't know who Praz is, Praz is one-third of the group, the Fugees. It consists of Lauren Hill, Wyclef John, and, and Praz himself. We just came to find out that Praz um, was found guilty on all 10 counts of international fraud. He actually was working with, um, was it the Chinese government, Ish? Mm -hmm. The Malay. He was, yeah. Well, he was working with a Malaysian um, financier um, who had a ton of money, who was stealing from a wealth fund over in Malaysia, and he was trying to. He was just like obsessed with the U.S., obsessed with, um, you know, entertainers, obsessed with the presidential candidates uh barack and um you know trump and he had his own agenda and he was trying to you know do so much and he was using prize sort of as a pawn um you know to to get information and to to try to infiltrate somewhat um for his own deeds uh here in the united states to free you know to to free himself he was um, you know, on the run per se, and uh, the U.S. government was looking for him, and so he placed and dropped a lot of money in Praza's lap in order to get him to spill his seeds of, you know, will and what he wanted to be done. And Praz, being a businessman, I guess, and being in the industry, and and you know, wanting to keep himself relevant, he and wanted to dive into politics as well. You know, he took the bait. He took the bait. He took the money um, and he ran with it. And he was doing, 
you know, some illegal political lobbying. Um, you know, he was going to fundraisers and funneling money through, um, you know, different organizations and different presidential campaigns, whether it was Trump or Obama, unbeknownst, of course, to the presidential candidates. But, you know, he was technically a pawn, a spy, uh, whatever you want to label it. Um, you know, Prize was definitely into some shit. And, uh, you know, now he's got a He's got an answer to it. Found guilty of 10 charges. So, you know, he's facing up to 20 years. Absolutely. And um, the legal ramifications of that, 10 yeah. years and probably restitution. Restitution. But, I mean, we talk about 100 million, 100 million. 100 million dollars. So yeah. what does that look like? What does that look like as far as jail time? I know they said what this this sentence carries a minimum sentence of was it twenty years in jail? Twenty years. So that's probably the stack we talked about that before the stacking of you know the charges and the stacking of the years. So let's just say you know he had conspiracy, fraud, witness tampering, you know failure to register as an agent in China. Like you know in order for you to conduct business uh, for other soils you have to register they have to know who you are otherwise you are considered a spy <laughs> you know you're considered somebody that is not um of u.s you know political uh uh fanciness if we want to call it you know what i mean you're considered a spy if you don't register yourself as somebody that's speaking on behalf of someone overseas or whatever the case may be so that was a charge as well and you know you figure most of them are probably going to carry three to four, four year terms on most of them. And they're probably going to stack them and run them con, um, consecutive to one another. So yeah, that's where we probably get the 20 years from maybe even more depending. And and would this be federal time or is this a, uh, is this like a, a international type of type of case? And yeah. I think the international brings it federal so, you know, at a minimum, he is looking at some time because most of the time when the feds are involved and this is international, as you stated, it's, it's going to be they going to hit him. He's going to get some time. And um, it's probably honestly not going to be less than 20 years. And would he also be facing deportation? Yeah. So if he is not, um, I don't really know what his status is. I'm assuming that during his tenure here in the United States that he has successfully gotten his green card and he is not just here on a visa and he's not just here on, you know, just um, temporary papers that he would have solidified himself as a United States citizen here. Um uh, unfortunately, I don't know for sure what his status is, but if he is not legal, if there is anything wrong whatsoever with his paperwork, they will immigration will be involved. He will have a whole different set of hearings in the immigration courts um, and ICE will definitely be all over his ass. And if he's not right, legit or anything, um, they could, you know, after he you know receives his penalties here in the united states they could be sending his ship and his ass back so i mean you know we just never know i guess we will have to tune in to see exactly how that all plays out it's, it's funny because it, it, it's like the government knows everything um when we think we're getting over we think we're doing something um what, what, what doesn't come out in the wash comes out in the rinse so be Thanks. careful 
that people um, think. Well, I have one question. Mm -hmm. So was he actually a spy during the whole time he was singing with them? With Fuji? Well, the Fujis have been broken up for a long time, and it seems like a, a lot of a lot of this came about during political um, political times with political campaigning with Barack Obama. You know his days. You know Trump's can candidacy and sub subsequently becoming the president and things like that. Um, you know the Fuji have, has been done a long, long time. So um, okay, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So and this guy seemed to like, yeah, it seemed that he he targeted. I mean, he on he he actually paid for if anybody knows the Wolf of Wall Street and Leonardo DiCaprio, he actually funded that movie. And if you, you know, uh watch some of the the commentary on this story, Leonardo DiCaprio actually um testified in Prize's trial, you know, just stating how um I believe his name was Low, um, how he actually just kind of like intertwined with the entertainment industry. He was like uh amazed by these individuals and he wanted to be in, in in the midst of them and he also wanted to funnel his money he had his own agenda he wanted to funnel his money through you know the entertainment and the politics and that's kind of how he and prize got linked up but i think it was well after the fujis had disbanded and um you know he was trying to get into politics prize mm -hmm. wow. Money is not always everything, people, because when you think y'all getting ahead with the money, it comes back tenfold on you. Now you're doing some jail time and we'll probably have to pay that money back. And now your career, your reputation, and also possibly your 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 freedom as just a regular civilian is no more. Mm -hmm. no more or no more. So that's our entertainment quick spin. Again, as we open the show, um, our condolences again goes out to the Harry Belafonte camp. Um, the family of of that great, amazing actor who was a trailblazer for for um, people of our kind. Also, Jerry Springer, who we turned when we turned on our TVs every day, we was amazed and surprised with what we seen, and we were thoroughly entertained um, and grossly and and grossly shocked at what we seen as well. Um, both these men um, passed away this week, and we wanted to um, again um, share our condolences to both families mm -hmm. um as they as they mourn the death of their loved one um again people this is episode 129 please be careful with me as the title of of the show as y'all can see right now the three of us we have on our uncensored minds merch right i got on the 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 the, 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 the force and four shirts with katie mm -hmm. each and myself alongside I'm white and I'm white. And then I got the, the un I don't know what I'm doing. Got the Uncensored Minds logo on it. This is one of our original shirts. And you got the actual, actual, actual factual, the first shirt. Each is actually wearing the first ever shirt that we made here at Uncensored Minds with the big um, logo on the middle. And then you got KD with the Uncensored by Nature tank top. So it's getting hot. She mm -hmm. hot right now down there cooking and she said i'm gonna have my arms out i'm gonna be sexy but i'm gonna rock on some months 
in the process. So if you need any kind of money. I'm inside, everybody. Trust and believe <laughs> that. This is just all that I had with me as far as uncensored mind gear. I'm not outside in it. It's too cold we, outside. You can see that there's walls around you. <laughs> and not Asia. Oh, yeah. There's some walls behind me. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all if y'all haven't already copped your uncensored minds merch, please do, please do, please do. Um, we got a video for y'all. This next segment here is titled I Don't Want to Take Care of My Mama. Sit back and let us know what you think about this right here. I do not want to take care of my mama. A lot of us young entrepreneurs that grew up in poverty, didn't come from shit, have this idea that when we get on, we taking care of everybody. Mama, daddy, granny, brothers, whole family, right? The problem is most of our families were actually poor due to shit that was actually in their control. Poor money management, lack of discipline, inability to create healthy boundaries, no valuable skill set, or just other bad decisions that they never spoke about. So even though it's honorable, it's noble to want to take care of our people it's just a bullshit band-aid solution that's going to make your people dependent on you you really want to be the big dog amongst your people give them the tools that you use to produce results give them the game give them the knowledge give them the mindset to create for themselves that way when it's time to eat it's a potluck not just motherfuckers eating off your plate you feel me I love, it. I love it. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think he caused a lot of controversy with his first line. I think as soon as he stated that first line or they saw that, and that probably was to grab your attention. Um, and that's probably why it went viral that I don't want to take care of my mama. But if you mm -hmm. took the a minute to really listen to the full video and understand what it is that he was trying to say, you know right. what I mean? Then you kind of got where he was coming from. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it, it was all important what he was saying. Mm -hmm. He was trying to say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like you. 1,000%. Um, we, can, we, can we can give people everything that they ask for. But is that truly helping them? We can give them money until we can't give no more. But is that truly helping them to understand how to save that money, how to use that money to to recreate more money? Or are we giving them um, information that's helping them to, if, if something runs out or if I'm not here anymore, how they can continue to facilitate what I was able to enrich them with or provide to them? And mm -hmm. that's what the of the, the video is, is giving them them life skills, giving them giving them that foundation, um, which is which is more valuable than money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it comes tenfold. It comes tenfold yeah. um, once you've once you've understood that. Yeah. And I think, too, now he was trying to say in a nutshell, let us break those generational curses and learn to build generational wealth. Absolutely. And I think that is what he was trying to say in a nutshell, no matter how he chose to say it. Um, and then it was up to you to be able to receive it that way. And some people, you know, took it in a negative way 
and in a negative connotation and had to, a lot to say about it um, because it was a very controversial video. But I think that's really what he was trying to say in a nutshell. And you can't be mad at him for stating that because who doesn't want to break those generational curses and build up that generational wealth? And then also, too, look at the curses that we look at. Look at some of the curses. Let's 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 highlight them. Let's mm -hmm. highlight people wanting and needing you to do for them and not do for themselves. That's a gift and a curse within itself. The gift of just pure laziness comes from that. And then also the curses you're labeled as being selfish when you don't do or don't give. Um, like we, we got to sit back and think just about what that brother said, digest it and take it in. Like it, it made so much sense. Like, if I'm helping you to create something tangible, it only works, it, it helps you out in the long run for the long run. Okay. If I gave you $10,000 right now, you say, no, you can't even say, I got this great idea. I need $10,000 because I need to buy a bunch of things to start my business up. Okay. Let's say I say, all right, cool. Here's $10,000. I believe in you. You don't get everything you need. Then you're right back to asking me for more or asking somebody else for more instead of trying to, instead of figuring out ways of how you can put this $10,000 to work. So while it's working, it's more funds coming in in the, in the long run. So right. we, we have these, we have these outlandish grand schemes and, and, and we know in our mind that it could, we think it can work. And we go to somebody who believes in us and, and, and they believe in us enough to help us make it work. But then where's the tools that they've given us to sustain that? Can we bring up Diana's um, comment? No. I'd like to address that. Diana's comment? Sure. Okay. She said, wow, why shouldn't you want to take care of the mother who, who took care of you? Um, Diana, as each said, I think he used that title just to grab the attention. Mm -hmm. But then he took you on the journey of you do have to teach people, especially those that you love. And mothers are mostly talking to you. It's so easy to want to coddle our children, especially if we have it. It's so easy to just want to give them what they want because we don't want to see them hurt. But at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're not teaching them the value of life. Because when you give to them, they never have to do anything, never have to earn anything. When you give to them like that, when something happened to you, you have not taught them how to survive in a world without mom, how to survive without dad. And beyond that, no one is going to give them that special love more than likely. So you have to be hard and you have to teach them to fish, even if they don't like to bait that um, net, because the bait is not always um, desirable. Any kind of bait is not always desirable on what you have to bait in order to catch what you need to grow in life. So I completely agree with the young man. Mm -hmm. Quite a bit more time for those who just came in. 
see it, I see our numbers increase, and I don't want people to see this title and think, oh my God, they don't want to take care of their mom. I do not want to take care of my mom. A lot of us young entrepreneurs that grew up in poverty, didn't come from shit, have this idea that when we get on, we taking care of everybody, mama, daddy, granny, brothers, whole family, right? The problem is most of our families were actually poor due to shit that was actually in their control. Poor money management, lack of discipline, inability to create healthy boundaries, no valuable skills set or just other bad decisions that they never spoke about so even though it's honorable it's noble to want to take care of our people it's just a bullshit band-aid solution that's going to make your people dependent on you you really want to be the big dog amongst your people give them the tools that you use to produce results give them the game give them the knowledge give them the mindset to create for themselves that way when it's time to eat it's a potluck not just motherfuckers eating off your plate you feel me Stay there for a minute, right? Let's stay there for a minute. So, comments. I'm going to ask the both of y'all this. And T said, what if his mommy didn't take care of him or was a hindrance? So, to, to, to I guess just to play off of the title, I don't want to take care of my mama. He says, what if his mama didn't take care of him or she was a hindrance? Should he now feel, is he obligated or responsible to take care of her? He's obligated to do whatever he feel like he need to do to feel better about himself. Because at the end of the day, he's going to get his karma for what he did, just as she is receiving hers for what she did. So if, if his conscience can get him over that. I mean, some people can live with a conscience like that. Personally, I couldn't, regardless of what my parents may or may not have done for me. I had to be there for them when they needed me, but not everybody feel like that. I feel like, too, um, everything is not obligational. Like, there is not necessarily an obligation for you to take care of your parents, right? That is all what we seek to do. If we come into some money, that's the first thing we think about. We think mm -hmm. about to take care of our mothers or our fathers, you know, the people that was there influential in raising us and, and seeing that, you know, we were cared for and provided for and all of that stuff, right? But also situational things happen where not everyone had an amazing mother, a, a mother that was, you know, influential in the raising and the building of who they were as an individual. So therefore, that might not be the top of their list in priorities. You know what I mean? Yes, that's my mother. She, she uh, you know, gave birth to me, but, you know, she beat me. Or, you know what I mean? She left me to fend for myself or whatever the case may be. He's not obligated to take care of his mother or whoever else. So I think that these things are always situational to what it is that, you know, an individual sees fit for themselves. Um, and then as Katie stated, you know, then they have to deal with whatever may come their way as far as karma if they are not doing what it is that they should be doing in a sense. Um, because if someone cared for you, your mother cared for you and provided for you and all of that, and you said, well, I'm not taking care of you, mama, then, you know, that's some real kind of crazy shit. But, you know, that's something that he would have to deal with on the other end. We talked about this in great length on Thursday um, when it was brought forth to us by Ish.
topic. And, you know, growing up, we had homies that had a, a specific homie whose mother wasn't the quote unquote, you know, trendy mother that we all would hope and pray for. Um, I'm not saying that she didn't love her kids. She did. But she wasn't that supportive type. She wasn't that coddled them type. Or, or even she tore through um, yelling and screaming versus love and understanding. Um, and even, you know, put others in front of them, right? What do you do in a, in a situation like that if you grow up and you've only been through that? How do you then turn around and show love to her if you're not love from her in the first place? How do you how do you turn back and 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 try to put in the care that she's going to want and need when that wasn't poured into you? Right. Kind of almost like a vicious cycle where we talk mm -hmm. about so many times emotional intelligence. If we're not, if we're not taught what it looks like to understand emotions, how do we then give it? Or be and see that that's when it comes to the time where someone along the line is going to have to break the cycle because you're right. That cycle is going to keep going and going and going and going somebody down the line is going to come in with that strong soul that is needed and break those ties and be like, well, I don't care how I was treated. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Sarah makes it. Sarah makes a point, right? Sarah says, I feel bad because when I get money, I think of my children first. If it's something left, I got my mom, but my children come first. Sorry, not sorry. Right. Uh, what she's saying is there's no love lost for mommy. I love my mm -hmm. mom, but my 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 responsibilities, my, my first priorities is to my children. And she is not wrong because her mom made sure more than likely that she was priority over her mom. She and, and her mom would be would be would expect nothing more, most likely. Most yeah. mothers wouldn't expect anything less from their daughter than to put their children ahead. Right, right. I commend you on that. Yeah. And I think boss man makes a, a good point. And he says, so, um, you know, if your mom sold you, should you have a conscience about her? And that's true. Like, again, it's situational. If you were abused, if you were, you know, getting fucked up as a kid, you might not think of your mother and you might be like, I'm not taking care of her. You know what I mean? Um, just simply because like it all stems from how you were brought up and how you were raised. I think, I think that's really what it's going to boil down to. If, if it wasn't a great environment for you to be brought up in or raised in or whatever the case may be, then you might not be so willing to assist financially. That's right. an, a reward. You know what I mean? That's not an obligation. That's a reward. Like, hey, thank you for caring for me all these years. Thank you for providing for me. I am now returning, you know what I mean? I am returning that now that I am able to where I'm financially able to. Well, if you didn't do that for me, then I'm not obligated to do it for you. Period. But that's, but 
you must realize that is holding on to a certain amount of hate. Sure. Sure. But, you know, I, I think that we can get into that in a, in a whole different topic as well. Right. That's not holding that, on. That's I don't think it, I, yeah, I think it's not necessarily holding on hate because we put. And I'm going to say this. My mother is probably the greatest gift. One of the greatest gifts that I've been that has been bestowed upon me in life outside of life and the, the amazing people along the way that has happened to come in my path. It, if it wasn't for my mother, I wouldn't be it. If it wasn't for my mother, I wouldn't have learned a lot of the lessons and love and everything. Right. That's 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 concrete evidence right there. But. We don't get the same kind of we, 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 we moms is different. Dad's not. And what, what, I guess what he's saying is if your mother is on the same side as of, of an absentee father, do you then are you required to, if you make it successfully, are you required to then take care of someone who never took care of you? Mm -hmm. right? right. So right. that that's the mental trepidation that's facing, you know, mm -hmm. fortunate enough for a, a, a lot of us. We never had to experience that. Our mother has been our foundation, our rock, mm -hmm. our present in our in, in our lives from from start. Hopefully, your parent is still here with you, so you can enjoy her. If if not, you know what I mean. Our prayers are with you because I know how how deeply rooted that may be for you to miss her and wanting to be with her. Mm -hmm. But for those who haven't, and those who haven't been who who haven't been present, like we all want them to be or need them to be. Do you then have to be present for them when it's their time to, to need you? Right. Right. And that's, a, I think that's the question that's being bounced back around in certain mm -hmm. instances. The young man was more or less speaking on a, on a general factor of like, yo, I don't want to just have to take care of my mom. I want to be able to put her in a situation to where she's also being able to, she's still being able to just take care of herself by, right. By 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 giving her, by by debunking or knocking down those foundations, them old root, um, old foundations that's corroded and 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 infested with things of our past that really didn't make for silent foundations. And let's build this structure of putting her in places of how they can continue to go without me, without her needing me. If I'm here. Right. Putting my family members in the case of if I got it, how can they continue it? How can they get it and continue to keep it? He was trying to break that generational curse. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people, and I commend them for it. A lot of people out there are trying to break the generational curse for their families and become the heroes for their families. I love it's it. It's not there an easy task. Sarah is on it tonight. She said, mm -hmm. what does money have to do with honoring your mom and dad? It, it really doesn't. Money has money is 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 abs absolutely has nothing to do with right. mother and father, mm -hmm. um, and we get and we let that get. That's another generational curse that we gotta knock down. Where we think that money is everything. Honor right, just have to come with commerce or funds. It it comes in a number of different forms of fashion. Mm -hmm. Um. One. I, I need to. I need to. I know you have to say something real quick, Nisha. I need to. I need to um, say this right. Um. Diana, it's not that we don't believe in talking about religion 
We do. Every every time there's a show when it needs it, I open up to show with prayer. So that means that religion is always at the forefront of anything that we do. Our honoring of God is always going to be present and prevalent. When we start to get into the different topics of, of, of what this says and what that says, it kind of sometimes gets lost in the translation because people have their own interpretation of this. You know, a Bible verse or 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 or, or, or passage to someone may 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 come off differently to that person or they're taking what they want to take from it and put their own spin on it. Typically, that's the reason why we don't quote Bible verses or we don't spend too much time there, right? It does say, honor thy father, thy mother, right? For today, as long as it does say all that, we're not disputing that. More or less, it's we're asking those tough questions. We're, we're, we're getting this is a conversation to where we're trying to get an understanding of, of the different things that plagues our emotions that, that plays into our mental, our mental health and our mental breakdown of, of what happens here. Or why do I got to do this? If, if that ain't the case, then what's this and what's that? So that's more or less where it's at. We're not mm -hmm. telling nobody to stop taking care of their parents. We're not by to, 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 to not love their mother or their father be just because they didn't love us the way that we wanted them to. We're just more or less having the conversation and getting an understanding of where that lies and what that could look like. And how do we how do we cut those cords of negativity mm -hmm. and press positively of creating generational wealth? But also, how do we then reciprocate those those feelings and emotions towards our kids and to our kids as kids? And and, and how do we instill those values so it can continue to go the way we need it to go instead of the way it, it has been going? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Before we move on to this topic, you want to you want to touch on this a little bit, Katie, because this is something that we could stay on all night because it has so many emotions tied into it. Um, do you have anything that you want to add or um, you feel in regards to this? Mm, just that I do agree with him. Um, you give the people tools. If you have a tools that you can use, that you can spare, give them those tools, meaning the wisdom that you have. Give them that wisdom so that they can be able to grow and stand on their own versus giving them that crutch of everything they want, giving it to them, because that's literally all you're giving them is that crutch. And that crutch is going to give out. But that wisdom and that knowledge will never, ever give out. So I agree with him there. Give them that wisdom. Give them those tools so that they can continue to grow. And teach them how to feed themselves. Don't just feed them. Let them feed themselves. Before mm -hmm. this topic here, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I feel like, you know, again, we are all in a state where everyone's upbringing was very, very different. Um, I know people whose mothers and, and fathers were amazing. And I also know, you know, people like, you know, whose mothers and fathers weren't necessarily the best. Um, I feel like those are the demons that we all have to deal with. You know what I mean? If we have any, if we have an amazing, have had an amazing mother and father, 
amazing, but some people have demons to deal with. And I think it's important to understand that an obligation of taking care of your parents when you get older is not necessarily it. It's not an obligation. You know what I mean? We want to honor our mother and father. We want to do that. But if that wasn't our situation, we have to, you know, understands that it's okay for us to be able to do what it is that we need to do for ourselves and for our children and whatever the case may be. And also understanding, understanding that giving them a nurturing seed is more important to just giving them money because that was the basis of it, taking care of them, giving them money, just giving them something. That's not honoring them. That's just giving them uh, a, a piece of what it is that I accumulated in this world here. You know what I mean? So by me not giving you that, that doesn't mean I don't honor you in a sense. So, you know, there's a lot of different layers and facets to what it is that he was trying to say. So I think, you know, everybody just needs to kind of understand in their own situation, you know what I mean? How they would honor thy mother and thy father. I, and and I and, and as you so as you so um, eloquently put that, as I sit here and, and, and listen to you, my mother wouldn't even accept if I was to pull up on my mother right now and say, "Here, mom, here's a couple of hundred dollars." She's gonna look at me like, "Why?" Not because not because of she don't want it or don't need it. Is she's still my mother to her? Mm -hmm. I'm still her little boy. I it's always she she feels the need to do for me. Versus me do for her. Now she loves gifts. Don't get it twisted. Hey. She'll love if I pull up on a with a new Chanel bag or a new car. She's going to say that all day long. But if I say, Mom, you need anything, she's going to say no. And then turn around and ask me if I need something or turn around the next day and put an envelope on my door full of money. Mom, I'm cool. I got it. But that's just her nurturing way of always making sure her child is good. That's the difference of it. You know what I mean? Some parents are accepting of it. Some parents is just like flat out no, and they want to do instead of having things done for them, right? But I guarantee you, if I gave her a piece of information that she can take and invest with and turn that $25,000 into $100,000, she going to love me. <laughs> she going to love me tenfold because I just put her in a position to do it herself. I've empowered her mentally to get it herself instead of just taking it from me. And then her feeling the need, oh, well, damn, if I take it from him, he's not going to have it. That's how our mothers think. Oh, if I, I might be a burden to them, so I don't want to burden them. But giving information, putting them on the path of getting it for themselves and helping them gives them a greater sense of, um, what word is, freedom. 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 T. I seen you in the comments with a little bit of shit on your your chest. Do you want to tell, you want to explain talking what you was talking about, my my friend? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Can y'all hear me? What's up? Yes, we can hear yeah. Um, welcome everybody to the conversation that we call Uncensored Minds. Um, y'all been on y'all Good Morning America shit tonight, <laughs> and, that's, and that's that's not what we doing here. Well, 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 <laughs> and that's not well, what we're you doing now. Here. This is Uncensored Minds. We all know people's moms who wasn't shit. So if your mom wasn't shit, you can treat her accordingly. 
So you saying? So you saying if your mom? <laughs> and it and it doesn't mean I have hate or malice to you. If that was the case, it just means I'm treating you accordingly. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's a simple thing. And it's something that you're gonna have to deal with because regardless, right. it's nothing for me to deal with. with. It's not anything for me to deal with. Well, you're gonna deal with. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, no, it's you not. Will. No, I won't. You will. No, I won't. Yeah, you will. No, I won't. So yeah, let me let's stay right there. Let's stay right there. So that's right. That's what I'm saying. So if your mother beat you, fucked you up, burned you mistreated you and you decided to say i don't give a fuck about my mom do we have repercussions to deal with That's from what, I'm that? saying. What, what the fuck am i dealing with i don't no. that's why i'm trying to like would that then turn around and be karma to the child that was you know abused as a, a, a or abused as a child and then you know they decided to not give a fuck about their mom like is there a such thing as karma coming back to that child? That's what KD said. This is a question for you, KD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what it's is gonna the come back? What is the karma, KD? The karma is gonna come back. Your child may treat you as you treated your mother, even though you didn't treat your child like that. Because taking it back, Biblical. Hey, KD. Hey, hey, KD. Guess what? Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. As, as long as you do we I know mean, that people birth, birth you, children you that don't give a fuck about their kids that they birth? Huh? I said, like, there are people that birth children that don't give a fuck about the ch children that they yeah, birth. Unfortunately, yeah. it is. And they have to deal with their consequences. Right. So, it, so it's not on the child to repair that. Or it's not the child. Why does the child have to feel karma if the child separates themselves and focuses on taking care of themselves? Why does that child has to now feel karma? They don't have to, but exactly, they don't fucking have to. Let's move on. It's gonna come back. Like say, okay, I'm I'm put like this team. If that mother deserted that child and never go back to that child, right? then that karma is not on that child. That's but what if I'm that saying. parent reach out to that child, ask for forgiveness. Even still, it's up to that you. That child to got every right because of the feelings right. to walk away. But right. just know if that's an adult child that knows right from wrong and you decide to walk away, walk away knowing there may or may not be consequences. I guess I got some karma coming to me from my dad because um, he asked me for I'm forgiveness and I said, I, that, hell that's no. not my call on what the consequences are going to be, so, but it's so, going to be some consequences. No, it's not. So what you're, what you're saying is the mother can do the child dirty. Right. Mm. The child then, if the mother parent reaches out, the child is has to reciprocate that right. have to treat them with full respect because they want that's what that's what's supposed to do i don't understand that part of it right no they it, have a choice as to how they react when that parent come back into their life that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying they have a choice 
but you said, but, but you said, if they make a certain choice, then they're going exactly. to have so exactly. why? They got that bad you, karma. You make the choice them. to turn your back on your parent because at the end of the day, it is your parent. Because now, say, now, say, now say, I'm going, going to be the hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stay right there because that's not conducive for you. I'm not telling you to treat them like shit. I'm talking about if they was a crackhead and they can't and you let them come to your crib and now they start stealing your shit. So now you break ties with them. That don't mean that there's going to be karma coming back to me now. Well, now something like that is understandable to you. You're breaking ties because you tried to help them. That's what I'm so, saying. So there's there's extenuating circumstances behind every situation. Is there something not, like that? Then yes, you is there you not to help them and there's nothing you can do. So is there not extenuating circumstances if somebody parent walks out on them at birth or whatever? Listen, that's what I'm saying because yes, now my karma must be going to be some real shit. I'm telling y'all right now, I might walk outside and get struck by lightning because my dad did not give a fuck about me as a kid and I don't give a fuck about him now. I will say that on a platform. So what are I, I, I mean, if the karma is going to be like that, my dad didn't take care of me. He walked out on me. He left me. And then I found him when I was 30. When oh. I was 30, I found him. He lives in the city of Philadelphia. Understand. Right. A lot and of now he wants for my forgiveness. Now Hold he on. wants me to be uh, uh, honoring him. I'm not honoring shit. Karma right. or whatsoever. Right. I'll take the karma. Maybe, maybe my karma will soon come because I'm not honoring a father who didn't hold give on, a fuck about hold me. On. Hold on, Isha, let's stay right there. So, uh, Diana, forgiveness is a thing. That doesn't mean that I have to now take care of you, though. I can forgive you without <laughs> volunteering to take care of you. Why are we being lost in the translation of what's being said? Some and I can of these forgive you without fucking take care of you. And I can forgive you and still move on. I don't right. have to. I don't. But some of these forgiveness are not as easy to come by either, Di Diana, because hey. as Isha's speaking, yes. I'm, I'm listening to each speak. She she still got hurt for what her dad did. Mm -hmm. And as long as you got that pain, it's hard to forgive. I'm giving testimony of it as well. My father didn't, my biological father didn't take care of me the way he was supposed but to. But why does it have to equate to, why does it have to equate to pain? Maybe I could just not want to fuck with you. It don't got to no, be. No, I said pain. I can hear pain in Isha. I, right, I definitely right. see oh, yeah, it's some pain. Right, yeah, but there can also be uh, circumstances where there is no pain and I just decide yeah. not right. to fuck with you. And that is so true. <laughs> That is and so that don't true. mean that I'm going to feel any karma because it, that just means I'm doing what's right for me. But is that all right? And then too, is the parent not also absolved? Are they absolved of karma coming back to them? Oh yeah, they're, gonna, they're getting it. Yeah, I mean, they nobody. It, you got a lot of parents. You got a lot of people that like parenting, or that's that not. I don't even want to use the word parent because when you parent a child, is different than just making it. You're not a parent if you if you just lay down and and and, and deliver the baby or had a baby. That's not a parent. That's a that's the situation. Wow. So but true. Parents, we they're not parent. Parenting a child is raising that child and doing everything you gotta do for that child. That's a different type of situation. But mm -hmm. are the, is the parent or the person that gave help make that child not karma karmalized too? What karma coming oh, back? Oh yeah. 
Like I say, karma is not immune to anyone. So everybody's what, gonna to receive it in their own way. Catch because they don't, don't just be throwing karma on people. I don't like that shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, throw it on I don't like it. Every time somebody I, says I uh, does something, the karma's gonna come on you. No, the fuck is not. <laughs> Who made people the karma police? <laughs> you throw it on yourself. Who made y'all the karma police? Is what I'm, I'm not at. the karma police. <laughs> I don't have that power. I don't have a badge. Then you, then you can't say that you're going to face the karma. You don't know that. <laughs> well, tell me about it when it happened. I'm not going to tell you but shit. Karma up. <laughs> so, if I, so that means if something happens to me, if I fall on the steps and break right, my, that's my karma. <laughs> I'm being clumsy. Depending on what you got karma coming. I mean, I don't know if y'all. But what's like, all right, cool. Y'all throw karma out there. People like that's the reason why I be trying to stay away from the, the, the Bible verses and quoting all scriptures because people will use those things because it sounds right. good. Right. And they'll throw a bunch of bunch of scriptures at you, and then 20 seconds after they throw a scripture at you, they send in their ass, they they send their damn self. Or they'll throw all these big words, oh, karma's gonna come and get you. Oh, Boom, 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 boom. But then they be doing dumb shit as well. So I don't be understanding where it be coming, where y'all be coming up with these, with these things. That's what I said, man. They the karma police, man. Karma <laughs> is karma. That's why KD got on blue, man. Because she got karma. Because <laughs> she, she the karma police. Because she the karma police. <laughs> oh, oh, my the police. Change my color. Yeah. I don't know, dog. <laughs> Blue is my favorite color. I don't know, dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, before we move on to the next topic, I did want to say a couple things on the other topic. So, um, as far as uh designer, there was a thing that said, you know, Kanye used his energy and his momentum and then put him on the shelf. And this is a thing that can drive you mentally crazy because you took all of my creativity and then you didn't help me. So now I'm going crazy and people are looking at me like I'm the crazy one. But no, there's layers to this <laughs> and something happened to me. What creativity was being used because of the, the song? Right. Okay. Did Kanye West not do the same thing to Chief Keith and took and, and took a, a, a hit from Chief Keith? Right. And years old and Chief Keith not only blew up but continued to create his own let's, let's stay let's stay there now but as KD would say you know everybody's not that strong mentally strong okay solid but oh. this is the but this is the thing when you get in when you get in certain things you gotta understand what come with it right right so it's gonna be good and bad right right if you see somebody's took took something from you and they created their own wave with it all right Create if you got the if you got that creativity process, create something different. Right. But a lot of people, a lot of people are not that creative to uh rebound and you know reach and refocus their energy. Some people get stuck in that trance of I already had this momentum going. Why should I have to, you know, start over from ground zero? Because you, because you use my I'm with you now. I'm with you now because I'm a creative. I'm just gonna keep creating, <laughs> but everybody don't got the juice. My boots. Is right. Everybody want to blame everybody else. We always want to put the blame somewhere else. We always want to castrate somebody else because our lack thereof. Because we fucked up. So because we so fucked up, 
or we whatever we gotta put we gotta point a finger at somebody and say well I know secretly I'm fucked up, but I got to tell everybody it's you that fucked me up. Right. Or the reason why I'm tripping is because of what you did to me or what you didn't do. But I spearheaded a, a situation where you couldn't do it for yourself. Yeah, but I don't, he he doesn't, uh, he doesn't personally come out and say anything about Kanye. He did. He did interviews where, where he took shots at Ye before, after Kid Cudi. Yeah, he takes shots, but he doesn't, you know, give Kanye the full blame. Yeah, that's, that's true, right? That's understandable, but I'm just talking about in general. I I don't like the the fact of art. Right, cool, we get in these we get in these pitfalls, right? And instead of just saying I'm fucked up, right? We gotta put the blame somewhere. Well, I think that's where he is now, and I think he's at the state of I'm fucked up, beating his dick on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you can't determine how somebody shows that they're fucked up, <laughs> bro. Yeah, that's a little odd, though. Man, we've seen like, that's not being overly aggressive, angry. Have y'all not seen people do more extreme things than that? Not being your dick, not sexual wise. Yeah, uh, being aggressive, like you yes. know, punching your 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 neighbor or ripping something off of them or something like that, or uh, punching them in their face or some shit. But beating your dick, though, <laughs> and then well, I guess the first class. People got he different kinds of crazies. She was hot. People got he different was, kinds of crazies, man. He was horny. But this wow. is, say this though, I do commend him for beating his dick and not raping her. Yeah, I do commend that. Like as crazy as it sounds, I know. That's a designer for beating your dick and not going to go take it from the girl. Because people, you got crazy people out here that will just do what they want That's and take rape. it to the fullest extreme. So I guess people got different kind of crazies when they're not in their right mind. Man. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> while we on this topic, let, let, let's while we back in the entertainment world, right? Let's talk about something that's funny to me right now. What's up with what's up with the what's up with the, the, the fellas fighting right now? Looking like another episode of Love and Hip Hop. We got Love and Hip Hop New York. We got Joe Buttons, Joey, and we got Cameron. These my dogs. We man. got these two going back and forth because of another another New York nigga, Nori, saying something about the the the, the podcast dudes or the fell rappers or the fell entertainers can't make it in a podcast world. Everybody wants to jump in this podcast, and it ain't for everybody. Right. And Joe Buttons had took a couple shots. It sounded like he was coming at Cameron and Mace. But their incredible show. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It is what it is. Um, um first, first and, and foremost, um, Joe is responding because everybody was mad that he was number one on the list. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 not Joey starting the shit. He's just shooting back. Okay. But, but Nori is the one who started the drama. Yes. Because Nori is the one who mentioned it and said, you know, these old rappers need to chill out. They can't. Everybody can't do what we do. And Cam just said, I'm cool with Nori, but I'm not really cool with Joe, so I would take the shot at Joe. Mm -hmm. So it's like picking and choosing who I want to fight with. That's all That's all it is, picking and choosing who I want to fight with. You know, it is what it I is. know you're team Joe. I'm team Nori. It's you team Joe. I ain't team Joe. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I'm team Joe. Is team you team Joe? Joe? Yeah, I'm team I'm Joe. team uh, Nori. Joey's the and I fucks with Cam, too. So I'm team I mean, hey. Whatever makes so much, I'm, I'm, I'm team. Whatever, <laughs> and I love to see the fact that him and Cam is back. That's a beautiful thing. 
I can't really, I, I don't really respect it, Joe. You know what I mean? I, I'm not a Joe fan, but we got our, we got the the panel split. We got a Joe fan up here. We got a Nori fan over here. KD, gotta... who you liking? I will have to go with Mace. He's the only one I know. Oh, look at you. Okay. Okay. What's the next topic? Dollar sign E, what's popping? What's next on the docket right here? If I can't have you, you can't have her either. Wow. Explosive. So what we're talking about is <laughs> this is a crazy story. This is a wild and crazy story. A woman stalks and kills ex and new girlfriend. Right? So the woman who was the ex to this gentleman got with another guy. Right. Plotted to kill her ex's new girlfriend. So he plotted, stalked, and planned. Bought it, stalked, and carried out. Right. Mm-hmm. Pulled up on a young lady in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot and let shots off, killing her. After they, after they killed him first, now. What the fuck? Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, that didn't, that, T, that was a different, that was a different situation. That was a different story? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. He did kill somebody else, but it wasn't the baby father. It wasn't yeah. the boyfriend. The boyfriend yeah, is still alive. Okay. Yeah, he's still alive. He gave statements and everything. He's still but alive. It, 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 it will once we get into the story, you'll see how it unfolds. But yeah. Oh, so, right. can you give the rest of the details? Educate. Each give, give the All rest right. Of the so so basically what happened is he was in this relationship, Mr. Hayes. His name is his last name is Hayes. I think it's William Hayes. He was in a relationship with Miss King. This is the teacher, the one who was murdered in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. He was in a relationship with her. And then he started this relationship with Julie Jean or Julia Jean. Um, he was cheating on Miss King with Miss Jean. They had a long-term love affair. Right. Miss King found out that he was cheating, gave him an ultimatum. He cut it off. Okay. With Miss Jean. She didn't like that. She said, listen, you was dibbling and dabbling over here. Now you want to be over there. Okay. Well, I got something for you. So she seeks out a relative of her children's father. Okay. And she, Pretty much hires him. I mean, it was some cash app interaction. She hired, she hired a hitter. She hired a hitter right. <laughs> with some cash app interactions and some code and all of that and screenshots and all kind of stalking stuff going on. And and mind you, in the midst of this, she harassed Mr. Hayes and Miss King. She went to their apartment. She called Miss King's school where she was employed. Um, she, she did all kinds of things. Mr. Hayes took out a PFA, um, which did no good, obviously, because then he, she sought after Miss King. Um, so she hired this other individual who just a few weeks earlier murdered somebody on Broad Street, um, with this same ghost gun that <laughs> he probably purchased online where he could put together is untraceable. Uh, he used that same gun to then murder Miss King in front of her 11-year-old child, um, who the baby father, Mr. Hayes, I mean, he might not be the baby father, I'm sorry, 
But Mr. Hayes, the actual boyfriend, stated that she was taking him to violin practice at that time. Wasn't it? And then he also said if Mr. Hayes was actually taking the kid to the violin practice, which he was supposed to, the young lady probably would be alive. Correct. Because she wasn't supposed to be taking him that day, but Mr. Hayes couldn't. So she was yep. forced to take him to violin practice, which if she wasn't there at that time, he would have, she probably was. Uh, right. Correct. And he said that, you know, it, it was just, he was just devastated by what took place. Um, it's, it's just a sin because, you know, she just couldn't uh, accept the fact that, you know, he wanted to be with, who he was with originally, like he was stepping out to, to actually engage in extra curricular affairs with you and you couldn't take it. And now it's just, I'm just going to kill because you don't want to be with me. It's wow. Wow. Um, what I'm wrong is they was, I'm going to no. tell you I'm wrong. No. Yes. Can we um let the emotional people speak first? Please. Please, people. Hey, hey. I'm not emotional. <laughs> I mean... Hey, hey. Nobody said you per se. Emotional meaning women. Go. Okay. Well, I, thank God, have not gotten to that spot. You never say never, but I have never been to the point that I would want to kill someone before I see them with someone else. Um, I, I just cannot see myself even contemplating that. I really can't. So I, I cannot relate on any level. I mean, what type of love? Well, that's more of an obsession. I wouldn't even call that love when someone would rather kill you than to see you with than to see someone else with you. I mean, I I don't cut up a few tires here and there, you know, and well, I ain't I never tried. me to mess my car up. She's screaming. Huh? Oh my god! Well, Stop I was in very young days, Neil. I mean, I was much <laughs> younger then, anyway. So, but no, and I, I think never too, take anybody's life. Yeah, like, but I think too. I think too. Um, the flip side of that is understanding that your actions, um, sometimes will not necessarily be the best for all parties involved. So right. therefore you got to retract some shit and you got to think about some shit and you got to understand that not only are you moving for how you want to move, but you're also moving for all the parties involved. So in this case, right. Hayes, you know, he was, you know, stepping outside of his relationship and has brought another entity or energy into his relationship and that person that he brought into that was not necessarily wrapped too tight and therefore has caused this mayhem where somebody, this woman has lost her life because of that. Right. So I think people have to be mindful too how they're operating in their situations and just think of all parties, you know, even though he, he did try to retract it and take it back and get right and get back into his relationship with Miss King, but it had already ignited the fire in the other individual and that was, it was a wrap. Mm -hmm. That was a wrap. Yeah. 
What did Martin say in Thin Line, man? <laughs> this is an outright fatal attraction. <laughs> yeah. Fatal attraction. Yeah. I didn't got caught up in an outright fatal attraction. Fatal attraction. His name is Darnell in the movie, too. And I'm sitting there. You got to be very, very and very careful of the people you are around. Um, it's crazy. Um, and, and one thing that you can't control is somebody else's flip out. Regardless of if, if you say he was wrong for stepping out, which he was wrong or whatever the case may be, she took him back. Mm-hmm. But then she went as far as to say, I'm going to X this girl out so you never have the opportunity of going back there because you're going to be with me. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, an innocent life was lost. Um for what moments of pleasure? Because that's basically all it boils down to. Yeah. A few minutes of pleasure has this young lady gone and her child without a mother. Mm-hmm. Is is going to affect so many different families. The young lady's family who's who's deceased. The young lady who planned <laughs> this. The guy who t- set out to do the killing, and then also the the, the man in the middle. Right. Um, so four families or more have been affected by this one fatal attraction, yeah. by this it one hairless, idiotic, stupid um, display of emotions. Mm-hmm. And this is where we say how emotions can get the best of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, nobody's emotions should be taken lightly. Um, but when it comes down to something like this, we got to be able to do a better job of controlling our emotions because... The end outcome is never what we want it to be. What what did she throw she was gonna get off? Like, all right, so you kill this girl. No, at this point, they don't care if they're gonna get yeah, off. Yeah, but she's out of it. the thing is you don't want him to have her no more, or you she, you want her out the picture because that's yours. But now that you in jail, he gonna get somebody else. Facts. He's gonna get somebody else. Facts. You can't have them. So there's it's never a win-win in any Mm-mm. situation like this. You drag multiple people into your your mess. It's just people like that. Just don't think logically. You know they don't think it through. They're just thinking about the surface of the situation. You're not going to get hurt. You know, right. not thinking past that. They just don't I think, think logical. They, I think that they do they think it through. Think and they, yeah, and they good with it. <laughs> it's wild because she got kids too. She just threw away her whole life. I think she got, like you got kids who just don't care about crashing out. Right. You got some people who just is okay with. I'm taking whatever come my way. If it, if right. if this is what the fate is, this is what the fate is, and that's the people you got to watch. That's what you got to watch out for. The people that don't have nothing to lose. Right. Right. But who are those people? Who are because and this is what I try to tell people off all the time is a thin line between, oh my God, damn, I did something crazy. To damn, I did something crazy. Is yeah. a thin line to I'ma fuck you up, right? To oh shit, I really fucked somebody up. Right. And now you're dealing mm-hmm. with repercussions. Like that's why I scare myself a lot of time. I scare I, I so I'm so I want to be so transparent with this. I scare myself a lot of times. I am such a fucking hothead that I can go like that in seconds. And that split second, 
could be the detriment of me and, and my existence, right? Mm-hmm. I could I could take it just a step far and hurt something or hurt someone that will change the fate of my life forever. That's mm-hmm. why you have to be cognizant of yourself, of your triggers, of what bothers you and be able to tell people mm-hmm. that was not it. Chill or you need to step back and chill because the moment you snapped and you took it that far, you got to deal with the consequences, the repercussions. And are you okay with that? Are you okay with that? Or on the flip side, if you're dealing with somebody like that and not saying that their actions are justifiable, it is not. But knowing when enough is enough, sometimes right. pulling back sometimes is enough. Getting that extra word in is too much. Getting that, being that, being extra petty is could be the, the death difference between life and death or you throwing your life away. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if um, each mentioned because KD and the Karma Police had came for me and took <laughs> off the shirt. Don't worry. I don't know. Don't worry. She said, the car- don't worry. She's going to get karma back. Remember, she just told us she slashed yeah. her eyes? Yeah. <laughs> they got that karma back. What did you say? You ain't got that karma back. I don't know if it was mentioned. I don't know if it was mentioned that the teacher was shot and killed in front of her child and that Dunkin' Donuts drive through, which is fucking outrageous. Yeah. So now he's got to do. Not only is it trauma for the people involved, it's extra trauma for the child who witnessed his mother get killed right in front of him. And this happened where at T? In Philly. But just think anywhere. This happens all over. Right. This happens all over. This happens yeah. every day somewhere where somebody is just not thinking. Right. Right. Not thinking. And 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 as as innocent as as the young lady who has her life is lost, you can be that innocent person as well, not knowing what somebody else got going on. Mm-hmm. It, it could be it could be the, the difference between being here today and not being here today. That's why we that's why we tried so hard to have these type of conversations on here. And I know a lot of the times our opinions get our opinions are bored into it just because they're our opinions. And sometimes we'll get castrated for it. But these type of conversations, once you've heard them and you've been entrenched in them, it helps you to be able to uncover these things when you see it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's an eye-opening experience that be like, oh shit, that's that? That would that look like? I heard right. them talk about this before. Right. Let me come, let me, let me back away from this. Let me get away from this. Let me totally absolve myself of any of this. Because I don't want my outcome to be something that I can't control. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why we had these type of conversations because it's an it, it's it's an experience that somebody has experienced. And we just want you never to experience it. All right, now I want to stay there, and I don't. I want to ask each one of y'all, and y'all can answer in the chat as well. Has somebody that you were entangled with ever told you, you know, I would kill you if you leave me? I would kill you. You, you're not going to be with anybody else. I would kill them. Anything of that nature. Have they ever said anything like that? And did you believe them when they said it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So people tell me they're going to kill me. The fuck? 
Because we the the first thing that we want to do when faced with something that we don't like is we want to become defensive and and oh, I'm gonna hurt something. I you that's the first thought that comes to your mind. So yes, and if you say no, then you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. So be like, let's be as transparent tonight as possible. Let's be so honest with each other. I mean, with ourselves as possible tonight, because you know why? These honest conversations help us to see the change that's needed within mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. If, if you say, I've said to a person, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to fuck you up or anything. If you said it, say yes. And right. if you thought it, say yes, because that's mm-hmm. a thought and saying it is the same thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never said it to someone, but I've had it said to me, and I believe it. Did you think it, though, Ish? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I've never been that tied in. I mean, emotions are are a heavy thing. You know what I mean? And I can't say that I haven't been overly emotional about a man before. I'm not even going to lie and say that, but I've never gotten to a point where I said, Nigga, I'm gonna kill you and I'm gonna kill somebody. Yeah, I never been to that snap point. Um, but I have been in that position where it, you know, either has been said to me or you know, some things have been demonstrated to me where I thought that you know something could come from it and I believed it. And I don't just believe it as if you know I think that something is going to um, come from it. God damn. Wait a minute. Every wait, few days. Wait, wait what kind of box is going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. What kind of Danielle got that snapper? We're gonna call her Danielle Snapper from the God damn, Danielle you Snapper. <laughs> and that's just making light of the situation because if there's some shit that you're really going through or hearing every few days, you know, then I know that's some heavy shit that you're dealing with because it's it's not easy when you're dealing with that. Because again, you don't know if that individual is actually going to act upon what it is that they're saying. And not only do you have to think about yourself, but you have to think about anybody else that you are attached to in any way, shape or form. Like you're not trying to, you know, bring that into somebody else's world because you having to deal with some nonsense on your end. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, crazy yeah. over there. Blink, blink he two said times. he's crazy. Blink two times if you need a fucking rescue. <laughs> Absolutely. Danielle, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we, we laughing and joking, but, no, but uh, seriously. Yeah, but we're kind of on the serious side. Yeah, we kind of on the serious side. Yeah, we kind of on the serious side. Because it's real shit. That's like real shit, you know. You and you don't know, box, like, okay? honestly, yeah. And honestly, you don't fully know sometimes until shit get into a, a certain situation. You know what I mean? Until you get into a certain situation. Like, you don't necessarily know, like, what can come out of people until you're placed in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the most difficult part about it. 
Hey, look, I believe you once you slam the door hard. That's all you gotta do for me to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> if you slam the door hard, I believe you from right then on there. <laughs> it ain't gonna take too Slamming much. Slamming the door. I'm gonna right. believe you from the gate. <laughs> once you show a little, it's a crazy. I'm believing that you fall on crazy. <laughs> so when you see that, do you remove yourself from it? Did you just you remove yourself from it? Facts. Mm -hmm. What if it's not easy to remove yourself? Nah, like then, what are you be doing? Easy because I value my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I value my life. <laughs> I, it's funny because I, I guess I guess I could say I got toxic tox, toxic traits because that shit it it it's it's funny. The word I laugh at that. I, I I'm I'm kind of crazy, and this ain't like to be funny or nothing. But I'm, I be inviting that shit. Like, well, bring that shit. Come here. I, I'm, I'm gonna drop my location so you can pull the fuck. Like, I be calling motherfuckers. With the smoke. Stop that shit. Like, I gotta stop. Mm -hmm. I gotta stop that that level of petty. I gotta stop that level of fucking inviting negativity and inviting demonistic, demonic mm -hmm. thoughts into shit. Right. Because what happened if somebody pull up? Right. right. Not saying I ain't gonna be able to defend myself. What if I defend myself and now I'm in jail or I'm dead? Right. Or they, or they dead. That's just, just it, it, it just don't be breathing what we want the outcome to be. Because nobody don't want to be in jail. Nobody don't want to be dead. That's why we that's why we rejoice every day that we wake up in freedom. So we gotta think twice about a lot of the things that we do and say. Yeah, we could say we petty. We could say we toxic and that, and we we laugh at that shit because it's now so it's so popular to say. But them toxic, petty thoughts have ended a lot of people's motion. Mm -hmm. A lot of motion put them in the ground or put them in jail. And I be okay. I want to see myself there. So now this is an eye opening experience to be like, no, you gotta calm the fuck down. Right. You gotta fight. You gotta start with the extra you gotta mm -hmm. stop the fight in the petty and just be like you got it right all right right see another day let us see another moment and i'm working so hard on that people i, I, I promise you i am working and and hard right. a lot of times people hear us on these on these conversations on these shows that we do and they hear us say those things and then the moment we have a slip up the moment we have a disagreement, they use that and throw it back in our face. You can't do that either. Right. Mm. You can't do that either because what that is doing is poking a bear. You poking a bear. Poking a bear. Fucking bear. <laughs> you poking a bear, but then too, you're stunning my growth. Right. I'm Thanks. wanting to get out of that, and you're throwing that back at me. You're only putting me back in the place where I'm trying to grow from. Yes. Do we grow and do we and do we move better at some point? Yes. Certain things ain't triggers anymore. But you gotta give the person the opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. You feel those conversations start to get heated and heavy. You know what you can do? Talk to you later. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just wanna next. say I, hold on, hold on now, because I just wanna say, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, if they tell you they're crazy. Believe them. believe them. If they say that they will kill you, 
believe them because I don't even think that that's something that you should say to somebody that you like love and fuck with. Like, I, I can't even re- think in my mind like what I would say to you. Like, yeah, I would kill you. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no. I, I'm not ever. I never. Right. <laughs> like, that don't even sound right coming out of your partner's mouth. Like, I would right. tell you, like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? What kind of conversation are we having <laughs> where mm-hmm. I'm saying I would kill you? Like, yeah. The person that actually said it to me, hmm. I believe them. Hmm. Where do you think they are now? They in jail. In jail. Right. For murder. Really? Southwest. I can't. In jail for murder. Like, I believe them and 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 I had angels around me. Let me just say that. I had angels around me. Um, you know, because I was I was spared, honestly, and that's real shit. Look, um, I read so I, I read, believe it. I, I read another story on this kind of thing where this girl had got married to this guy and then he started wilding out saying that he was going to kill her or whatever. She got an order of protection f- from him and everything. And when he killed her, she had on a bulletproof vest. Yeah, man, you ain't got any fucking. Wow. Hit somebody in their leg, hit somebody in their head, hit somebody in their shoulder. Wow. So the order of protection, I seen somebody in the in the chat earlier. The order of protection is not enough. That is just one step. And then you have to try to um distance yourself, whether you have to move away, take some time off, whatever you have to do to get yourself away from the vicinity of that person because mm-hmm. they catch you slipping one time. That's all it takes. Your ass, Mr. Postman. Yeah, yeah. I've known many people who've had um protection from abuse orders in place and they don't work the individual comes and you know they're they're running and they're scratching and trying to you know trying to get from under their you know their palms and literally had to move out of state in order for shit to be okay so you know sometimes we get a false sense of hope with that protection from abuse we think that we're you know what i mean that it's gonna be cool and i'm because you gotta you gotta realize by the time you get an order of protection i'm already past that crazy i'm past that little piece of paper (laughs) crazy a piece of paper not to stop me i'm past that paper you ain't supposed to run red lights but you do you ain't supposed to turn red (laughs) lights do you think that order I'm stop somebody from if they want to hurt you, hurting you. Uh, that shit is nothing to them. Nothing. Because the, like they already understand, is no turning back after that. It was what right. mm-hmm. come from that. Mm-hmm. Jump. Mm-hmm. So they. Mm-hmm. So that's why it just be like we gotta do better, people, and start with us. It start with me. I gotta do better. Right. I can't I can't mm-hmm. expect change if I don't if I don't change myself. Mm-hmm. And that's how it kind of look. We can't always point the finger at everybody else and say, yo, you, 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 you got, you know what? When you point one, you got four pointing right back at you. Right. So mm-hmm. you got to take care of the thing you need to take care of, which is always the common denominator is you. Mm-hmm. Then you can worry about everything else afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Diana said it. It's just a piece of paper to them. They don't give a fuck about that piece of paper. They don't care about that. <laughs> represent people all the time do people care they don't care about that at all whatsoever like if they gonna do what it is that they wanna do they gonna do it with a piece of paper or not mm-hmm. 
they're going to do it with a piece of paper or not. So that doesn't stop it. Like you can have that piece of paper. They can come and, and, and tear into your home and, and get at you if that's what it is that they want to do. So they're going to get to you if they want to get to you. This last, I mean, as we wrap up this segment right here, um, again, as we always do, everybody that's involved, our prayers go out to everybody that's involved, especially the ones that lost their life, the young the young 11-year-old who lost his mother um, and also had to see the senseless violence um, performed out in front of them. Um, mm -hmm. Prayers go out to everybody involved in the situation. Our, our last big topic of the night is ideology. We haven't done this in a while. We're going to do it Y'all want to do ideology? We doing ideology tonight? What's up? Ideology, let's go. We're going to do ideology 101 tonight. And I don't want no smoke with y'all ladies tonight. Um, <laughs> we're going to go in a different direction. I don't want any smoke with y'all ladies tonight. Unless y'all bring smoke to the topic, then I'm always here for it. <laughs> but I'm going to start tonight. this without I smoky tonight. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to start this without smoke. But if y'all bring smoke, I'm here for it. <laughs> so okay. Ideology 101 tonight is going to be a conversation about uh, how can I word this humility or how how do they say it? You need to humble yourself or God will humble you or be humble. Any sense of the phrase that goes in that in that saying what do y'all think about being humble or do you think that you personally should humble yourself? Mm -hmm. And I'll give my spill, but I want to hear y'all y'all's mm -hmm. thoughts first. Well, wow. I try to be conscious about being humble. Um, I, I try my best to be humble because I am truly grateful for what I do have. And um, a lot of people don't see me as being humble, but that's because they don't see what I know. But I see myself as very humble because I know that God has humbled me. All right. Now, what was your question? I didn't have a question. More or less more of a statement. When we just highlight when we just highlighted a movie just a minute ago, A Thin Line. There's right. a thing between humbleness and conceit and cocky and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um Yes, we, we 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 hopefully we have that um that humbleness within ourselves to to understand exactly that it can be what's given can be taken away, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, what 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 we prioritize and what we put on. Let's 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 stay right there now. I want to yeah. take this out of the materialistic bag yeah. of it. I want to stay in the you personally. Yeah, that's personal. I'm and I'm and I'm standing right there. Not even materialistic things, but just was given can be taken away, right? Um, mm -hmm. a, a number of different things. Um, because when we when we achieve a level of success, and then not even materialistic, when we achieve a level of success, our mental our mental levels go up because we've mm -hmm. achieved it and we've we've conquered and we went to another level and we've we've we stick our chest out a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more. Um, and, and and within those things, you have to have some sort of humility with it, within it in order to continue to grow but also to understand where you came from and not go ending up back there but then two you have to have a cockiness and a conceit within that in order to maintain that level that you've got to and continuing to get to the next level so it's a thin mm -hmm. line right but humbleness never hopefully humbleness never wanes because 
you understand exactly what got you to this point or where you came from mm. and where you're at now. All right, you switch, switch your statement because I'm about to light it to Nell's ass because he was just being PC and I'm not having it tonight. Well, I think humility goes a long way. Even when you know that you are in a certain stature, um, humility always is, you know, just a thing of um, being politically correct, as you state. You know what I mean? Just being in a space where you know that you are the shit or you're doing some magnificent things, but you're humble because you know that it can be either taken away or you're giving grace to those who helped you accomplish those things. And so humility is a form of just wrapping it and tying it all in um, into a space where, you know, you're thankful, you know what I mean? And you're not uh, boisterous or, you know, you're not boasting or you're not stampeding on other people, um, you know, just to shine, right? <laughs> <laughs> right uh, but also uh, also uh, huh he tripping tonight he's going he tripping tonight did i say something there. wrong he's did i bring the smoke he going <laughs> did i bring the smoke I exactly I sarah i am not submitting, submitting to nothing <laughs> no <laughs> yeah and i get it and i get it and 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 with humility is is a form of you know, just submission in a sense, in a sense, it's not necessarily submitting, but it is in a sense, um, a form of submission because it's, you know, leveling yourself, you know, not being above or beyond and just submitting to knowing and understanding where it is that you right. are building from. Let me know when so. you finish, Barbara Walters. I'm finished. <laughs> Let me know when you finish, Barbara Walters. Now, I guess I'm going to get the smoke, too, because I was being two-piece fucking I should have just said, I'm ready for it tonight. That humility oh, shit. I'm ready I'll, for it tonight. I want to start this off by saying, anytime I've even thought about being humble or humbling myself or even may have humbled myself, it didn't really work out in my favor. Okay. okay. So secondly, I will never challenge my dear sweet little baby Jesus. No, I would never challenge my dear sweet little baby Jesus. That's why I made the acronym the prophet. I am a prophet of that. I am a messenger of that. But these little minions, <laughs> these fucking little minions are not me. I'm sorry. These fucking little minions are not me. I so have wait. put in the work. I am better than them, and that is what it is. I am not going to be humble. I am going to tuck my shit and stand on it because I can back it up. So All what right. the fuck are we now, doing? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold that's, up, hold up. Go right yeah, go ahead. Let's go right yeah. back in there. I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree with a lot of the points that you made that who the fuck do I got to put on for? Who do I got to be humble for? Right. Guarantee you, I don't, I, don't, I don't live by I got to be humble for you. I got to be humble for a situation that could be taken, give it, could be taken away, meaning I know what the ground looked like and I ain't trying to touch it no more. That's the only thing I'm being humble to. But mm -hmm. to worry about another motherfucker out here and me being humble to that, bullshit. I, I agree with you there. But when it comes to submitting to understanding that, and you said the, the, the greatest thing, you know who your Lord and Savior is. When you understand that, that's all that matters. 
And that's where it comes in for me. I know who my Lord and Savior is. And that's who I humbly submit my, myself to. That's who my sins have been. That's who died for my sins. And that's who I pray on the behalf of Jesus Christ being that. So, yes, I get that. But humbled from a, a standpoint of not wanting to go back to a certain point. Right. It's different than submitting to these motherfuckers out here. Well, yeah, the, absolutely. I I right, but, but we can even stay right there, now because absolutely. I, I am never in fear of going back to that point because I always know I can create my way up out of it the same way I did it the <laughs> fucking true. first time. So what are we I, doing? I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I've been in that point a little right. bit and recreated myself 10 times better. Thanks. That shit is all that shit is a pill that we don't want to swallow, even mm -hmm. if you know your talents. Right. It, the this is what I'm gonna say. The ones who understand themselves know that regardless of whatever situation you put yourself you put in, you're gonna figure it out. Mm -hmm. You gonna come out figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Right. I stand true to that. The Thanks. only thing I'm submitting to is God. Right. Jesus. Mm -hmm. I ain't submitting to me having to dumb myself down to somebody else to make myself tolerable. I ain't doing that shit. Right, right. I am not going to give a fuck about how how loud or how radiant my glow is to mm -hmm. make me feel cool. I'm tired of it. I can't do that no more. Mm -hmm. So I get that part of it. You said a mouthful when you say, fuck these people. I'm better than them all. <laughs> Get better. Do better. I don't Get better. Right, right, right. There's a lot of things that I I, I, I do and say, but me saying I, I'm better than somebody is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't crazy to me, I'm, though, because I I'm better. And if anybody wants to challenge it, I'm gonna keep, keep it. I up love smoke. Bring I'm it. Keep it up. I ride this my nigga since we was eight years old. I rise with him. But I can't take this ride with you on this one. I do feel like I'm, I'm, I, I, I got some shit with me. Don't get it fucked up. But me saying I'm better than anybody is kind of weird to me and kind of crazy for me. You can feel how you want to feel, but for me to say I'm better than somebody is kind of wild because we're not better than nobody's better than nobody. No, I, I, not, not you know better as a human being. I'm not going to say you know better as a human being. I'm saying if this is what you do. And if this is what you do too, I'm I'm be better than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. competitive. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna be that's better a, than that's you. Very competitive. If you do, if you do going in sixty seconds now, I don't ever want to hear another nigga say they doing going in sixty seconds and they better than you. <laughs> Ask the fucking Luli. And <laughs> you you're right. And that's why every week I rewatch the show to do better than I did next week because I don't want nothing somebody to ever say I could take no spot because they can't. Yeah. They can't do what the fuck I do. And I tell that to exes. I tell that to anybody. You're never going to find another nigga like me. Facts. And that's not me being, that's me being fucking conceited at that point. Fuck humbleness. I don't even call it conceitedness. I call it confidence. And can you back the shit up is the question. That's all. It's one thing to say it. Can you back the shit up? Because I'm going to back my shit up. Back it absolutely. I, that's up? key right there, backing yes. it up. Right, I'm gonna back that shit up. But this the thing, you know what that is? That's self pride. That's self esteem. A lot of people will tell you you're wrong to have that. Right, raise your self esteem. Don't be mad at me because my self esteem is high. Raise your self esteem. No. That's wrong with that. Whatsoever. People will tell 
that you are wrong I to know. feel that way, KD. We hear so many times, right. oh, you're wrong. You shouldn't feel that way. Oh, right. you shouldn't take that stance. You should dumb yourself down because, you know, you got a following. The fuck? Why? Right. I never had nobody right. to tell me that. And we I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. All the time. Don't do this. Don't do that. This person's going to feel this way. This person said this. This person. We, or we you do it all the time. Feel a type of way and, and carry right. it whole, the whole week and not say nothing to you. That's weird to me. Right. Because they're going right. to say regardless if you like it or not. So, right. And I. Right. And then, then that becomes not humbling. That becomes dumbing yourself down right. because that becomes watering your personality. That becomes watering who you are as an individual to make sure that everybody else is feeling comfortable and feeling right. okay. While making your own self uncomfortable. Yeah. While making your yeah. own self uncomfortable. Right. Not with that. I'll I'll ride alone now if you don't want to ride with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm always going to take a ride, but there's certain times when I got to be like, yo, bro. And that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of friendship. Right, right. Yeah. That's the beauty of having a relationship with somebody is being able to tap them on the shoulder and be like, let's talk about that a little bit. That shit sound a little weird, a little sound a little crazy. And then maybe the conversation can lend itself to be like, you make a point, I make a point, I can disagree, I can agree, but we still cool at the end of the day. Absolutely. And people don't understand it about this word called friendship. Friendship. Or, it's not, it's not like T. Yes, right. I'm riding right. with you. Right. Right. Hold on, hold on. No, I, I need to ask you a question. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want you to pander. I want you to I, I want you to keep it a keep it a B. I don't want you to pander. I want you to keep it a B. God, can you can you help now, me? Now so when you're outside engaging, right? Yeah. And you know. You may come across, you know, a certain person, female thing, how, who, whatever category you want to put it in. There's never a time when you can say, no, nah, I'm better than that nigga. Absolutely. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I even find it funny when, when people go on these little these tours of trying to throw other people out there. And I'm like, yo, that's niggas corny. That's what I'm saying. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm like, Facts. This, this I get it. Not, this nigga's not I even level. And, and, and for you to continue okay. to keep, like, I just don't get it. And it's, it'd be whack to me. That's why I laugh at shit. Because when you know, you know. Facts. So, yes, it, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I have the, uh, this air of arrogance. All right, so let me ask y'all something. Let's stay right there, guys, gents. All right, so if you could say, well, I'm better than that nigga or whatever the case may be, is it ever, does it ever come a point in time where you just don't say nothing because you already automatically know that you're right. better and you just like, all right, well, I'm going to just let them rock out. Right, right. Or we do you state it? We definitely laughing. Right, we okay. definitely laughing at. We definitely laughing at the niggas. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I don't think that that should be a fault if I acknowledge and I say I'm better than somebody because right. I might I, be fucking better than them. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's like if Michael Jordan walked on the court and said, "Yo, Steve Kerr is better than me." No, he knows that he's better than him. <laughs> it's real fucking easy. You ask the question to say it, right? You know how right. I, know, you know how you know when you is better 
when they got to keep throwing them in your face or just putting it out there for acceptance. Right, right. Want to gain acceptance on shit that they need to feel like, all right, am I making the right choice or not? That's why people do the mm. thing too. If you're comfortable with something, fucking rock out. I don't need acceptance. I'm going to do whatever I want to do with whoever mm-hmm. I want to do it with. I don't Thanks. need anybody to accept anything from me. That's the person that's cool for me. But then when you, it's the opposite of if it's another situation where people need acceptance because they're not truly happy with what they're choosing. Fact. Hold on now, because I want to stay on Diana's point. And she said that there's a difference between um, cockiness and confidence. And yes, there is a difference. Um, there is a difference, Diana, but I have both of them. And I stand on both of them because I worked hard to be who I am. And I'm not going to shade myself in any fashion or form. I am me. But people won't <laughs> want to tell you that when you're confident that you're that you're cocky. That you know, you're, uh-huh. people uh-huh. want you at the level that they want you at. When mm-hmm. you, you when you're not safe for them in their mind, then you're cocky. You're conceited. You're you're wrong. You're you're supposed mm-hmm. to change yourself to make you acceptable to me or make you comfortable to me. You should okay. never have, you should never have to do that. When I say change yourself, cool. You could you can have your vices. You can you could do whatever you want to do. And, and and I had this conversation with I had this conversation with somebody. I don't mind you doing whatever you want to do. Just don't do that shit around me. Right. <laughs> I'm cool with what you do. You can knock yourself out. But if please don't do it around me. I'm not comfortable with it. I'm not trying to change you. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't find comfort in, in in that around me. Or if you're going to do it, when you get around me, be a little different. Right. All right so, so let me ask y'all. Um, in instances where you have humbled yourself, has it been a plus or a minus for you? I say total plus for me. Both minus, plus and minus. Plus and minus. I will say that. You lose yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because you dumbing yourself down. But the plus in it is you grow. Because certain things, like like we talked about before, I think we said this, I said this on the show many times, I thought eating pussy was bad. But I had to gain the understanding that it's not. I had to experience that for myself that it's not. So that's a learning experience. I humbled myself and said, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. A good thing and not a bad thing. So yes, that was a plus for me. Mm-hmm. A negative thing could be a number of different things that we do on, on, on life. I don't never look at nothing as negative. I always try to find a positive saying in it. Like, yo, mm-hmm. all right, cool. This this wasn't right for me. But I learned a lot of viable lessons within myself on how to grow to be better for something else. Or I know I need to change a little bit of things because I had my baggage in a certain situation too. So everything has a plus to it. When you look at things from a negative perspective, you don't learn from them. Right. Meaning if right. you, that was a negative, you're not learning from that. You're trying to safeguard yourself from it happening then again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like look, like the ladies look, look, if my man ain't arrogant, it's a turn off. You y'all ladies be wanting an arrogant man. Y'all, y'all like a mm-hmm. little of my wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Do you do you believe in this? What? what? What Diana said. I think that's Diana. Um, let me see if it come up on the screen. Put what Diana said on the screen. It's up there. You do change yourself with people because you have to carry yourself a certain way in different situations. You don't. 
That's what you, I'm saying. You don't. <laughs> I mean, it's difficult to change who, in fact, you are. Like, you can kind of curb that shit in a sense, but in all actuality, like, you're going to always be who you are. And it's going to cause friction in some situations because some individuals is not going to be able to take in all of you as you are. Ish, you, know what that, mm-hmm. you know what that is, Ish? Conditional right. loving. Right. I gotta, you gotta, order to for me to love you or for me to whatever. I gotta, you gotta conditionally change yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference if you say, like for an example, I'm not a smoker, right? I hate the smell of smoke. But let's say, ease. Let's say, man, you was in a relationship. You was a smoker. You smoked. You needed to smoke. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say to you, that's your thing. Cool. That's your thing. But when you come around me. As long as you're not smelling like an ashtray, we tie eat. Right. Or if you do smell like it, just jump in the shower, get the ashtray off you, and we right back to being tie heat. Not the it's ashtray. That simple. It's that playful right. and stupid sounding, but it's right. that I know, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I got a great example. Go watch the ashtray. Hold on, I got a great example for you. Right. So now you know how we do our shit, you know, our splash shit, whatever. You know, when we get dressed, it's a different fucking level, right? Love so me. now tell me when somebody comes to you and say, yo, you need to calm down. You're not really that. Like, you're not, that, you're not wow. that. Wow. <laughs> but see, I think that's all on perception, too. Like, some what people. What perception are you looking through? The perception of, of I don't want you to be that. <laughs> That's a perception. I don't want you to be that. I don't want you to shine. I don't want you to elevate. I don't want you to be everything. But, but you are. I don't not, want you to be, but you normal. are. That's all that screams. But is that not the normal case? Right. right? That let's is, right yeah. Let's stay right, right there. Before you get with a person, let's say you see this person on social media, you see this person in, in, in the daily go about. They liking it, they liking your picture, putting comments like the rest of the people putting comments. The mm-hmm. moment y'all start exploring something with each other is the moment they now got a problem with the comment section. Right. You mm-hmm. was part of the peanut gallery at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't entertain it, mm-hmm. but why? It, it, it's like you were once there. Why do you now have a problem with it? Wait a minute. No, you huh. didn't answer the question. What's the question? <laughs> the question was, you got your shit on, and they like you not that. Calm, the you calm yourself nah. down. Right. But that's that's a, that's I'm their a, insecurity showing. I'm a like I'm, I'm a caramel complexed brother. I will turn to the incredible motherfucking hawk real quick. <laughs> I am that. <laughs> that's all I, I am. That. I fucking am that. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I gave you classes. You talking about I'm not that? <laughs> yeah, I mean. So y'all saying that y'all need validation? No, it's not about validation. It's about you can't disrespect that I am that. <laughs> you, you can't. So that's just that. like saying. That, no, no but that's just that. like I'm saying. No. I have this flawless outfit. Like I am all of that, and I'm laying it all out. And and your person or someone directly connected to you saying. Calm down. Right. That outfit ain't that. You right. ain't that. You ain't all of that. Right. That doesn't right. show anything but the other person's insecurities because yeah. If I don't what? like showing jealousy, I was saying nothing like Facts. If, if I don't like it, I don't. I stay away from it. Right. If I don't like somebody's outfit, cool. That's you. Like I know a lot of people think that we hypocrites, right? 
because they'll say, well, y'all talk about shit on y'all on, on, on y'all sneaker show about sneaker court and shit like that, and y'all don't like crops and all this, and, but, but y'all I don't, don't think that's being a hypocrite. I just think that that shit is whack. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not being critical. That's just me saying I don't like that, and that's what it is. Right. Now, I'm not saying if you had crops on, you pulled to feel less of yourself. No, by right. all means, rock your shit. Right. I just know I'm not rocking that shit. Right. And that's the difference of hypocritical and that's the difference of me just not giving a fuck. Right. It did. So all right, we can wrap this up, but uh, um Diana's on, on one as well, so she had another statement. <laughs> what are y'all thoughts on what she said? Given Diana's giving you know what I mean tonight. Like she just um Diana, that's why I'm an entrepreneur because I don't believe in that toning yourself down for work shit, uh, they can suck yeah. my dick. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm, I'm, my, I'm my old boss. Listen. And I'm not going to humble myself for my family either. Diana, mm-hmm. that's what, you know what happened? When people tell you to humble yourself, that's just because you're you're shining too bright. Right. right. And you want to feel comfortable True in the facts. space. You want to feel comfortable in. Nine times out of ten, you are outshining them and they can't take it. I don't care if my job think I'm 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 too whatever. I'm gonna continue to keep killing them. Thanks. I don't mm-hmm. care if, if if people on the street don't like what I'm doing. I'm gonna continue to keep killing them every time they see me. I'm gonna be fresh. I'm gonna be fly. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be whatever I wanna be. Head gonna be hell high if I look a mess or if I don't. I don't care. And that's All what right. we gotta get out of giving a fuck what people say. You are who, like Sarah said, you are who you are. You Period. If you wake up every morning, you feel confident in yourself, wear that confidence like a mother. Uh-huh. Wear it like a badge of armor because it's your get- armor. Because at the end of the day, nobody can take you from you. That's why we always tell y'all, bonding yourself is the greatest, the greatest gift in the world. Because when you know yourself and love yourself, nothing else matters. You don't have to go out here and seek validation. You don't have to go out here and seek anything else but a complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. But no. Then a piece that you need to survive. Hold, hold mm-hmm. on now, because I want to make a point. Because um, I don't want this to be lost in translation. This is not about the things we wear or the things we have accomplished or any of that. Me within myself, I am him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's mm-hmm. just what it is. Sorry, but not sorry. That's what that mm-hmm. Yo, Him's what, a Capricorn, what, hold on, hold on, hold on. y'all. I got a problem with that. There's a lot of Capricorns that's not him. I got a problem with that. I got a problem that every time we say something, we got to pull a PSA on shit. Right. Yeah. That's basically no, us. I'm, I'm just comparing teeth. Nah, nah, nah. Comparison. I get tired of that shit. I, well, you know. No, you know. No, we don't gotta put it. No, we don't gotta put a public service. I am just comparing teeth. Nah, we don't gotta put a fun basis to my child who is a Capricorn. But you can't. That's a myth. Hey, Nobody's talking. Hey, hey, Nobody's talking to you. My statement wasn't directed. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about, your son. I said, I don't know why the four of us have to put public disclaimer comments on shit to make the crowd feels comfortable. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. I, I, was, <laughs> I didn't say nothing about you. I said, no, I'm no, but sometimes we are asked to. We say something, we got to say, but wait a minute, people. We just want you to know. No, I'm tired of that. 
<laughs> we say what we, we say. We shouldn't have to put public disclaimers on anything that we do on our sister That's what I just said. I'm saying if we're talking about being ourselves, right, and being our true self, we don't always have to say, but people, wait a minute, we're not saying about it. I don't know. We should be able to talk freely in a free zone because right. this is who we are. Mm -hmm. And the moment we got to continue to keep giving the public a public disclaimer about what we don't, what direction we're not going in, is we're losing our true self. Right. Let's let's we're stay right there. Let's, let's stay right there now. Let's, let's, stay, let's stay right there now because there's a saying that goes, you know, it's not about, it's not the, the clothes that make the man, it's the man that makes the clothes. And all of these things of that nature. So that's what I'm saying. It has to be in you. It ain't on you. It's in you. Right. <laughs> and either you that or you ain't that. And that's, and that's fine right. if you ain't that. But I'm that. Right. <laughs> nobody, should be, nobody should be upset. And nobody should be taken aback or feel no kind of way because you feel that way. Right. People right. know that you have self-respect for yourself to feel like you that. Right. Mm -hmm. There's so many people walking around here that don't feel like they dead. Right. Well, oh, yeah. And it's and it's disheartening. Right. Right. You find right. a confident person. Ain't that's what the world will be based upon? Like that's just when, oh you 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 got it. You good. You cool. Flaunt mm -hmm. you. But the moment you flaunt your shit is oh they flaunting they shit again. Here they, uh -huh. <laughs> here they go. They done said this. They done said that. They shouldn't have said this. They shouldn't have said that. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I I'm tired of. And I'm saying, I'm, and, and we mean no harm with it. That's why we come on here every Sunday smiling with y'all, laughing and bringing, mm -hmm. bringing on, because it ain't no malice. It's different when it's malice. It's different when it's ill will intended. Intended. It ain't none of that here. It's always the education. It's always fun when we having great shows and y'all feel at the end of the show y'all be like, oh my god, this was a beautiful show and uh, great. It's 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 just that, and we should always have that freedom of being just that. And when yeah. somebody dims your light, like, not to get off on a beaten path, but as a parent, y'all torch your kids to be expressive. Be out, go out there and be the best you can. Go out there and conquer the world. Go out there and live your best life. But then we come across people who don't want us to live our best life. We come across people that says, oh, you living your best life? You're doing it wrong. Right. Oh, so it's confusing. <laughs> right. You're right. You your kid that to do this, but then tell somebody else when they doing it, somebody else's child, that they're wrong. So make it make sense. That's what we're saying. If you're mm -hmm. telling your kid or your grandchild or your offspring or your family member to be great, then you got to also allow everybody else's child to be great. Facts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Because you got somebody else telling your child that you're instilling in their head, be great, go out here and be amazing. You got somebody in their hand, no, don't be amazing. Fuck right. with you. So you don't, don't be do that. Don't do that. And now yep. I see you, Big Mama Barry. Cub came about. They gonna want to swipe across that face to somebody that's telling their kids something different than what they told them. So that's why I say, if you gonna tell your preach to this kid or your kid or this person this Bible scripture, make sure you live in that shit too. When it comes up mm -hmm. in front of somebody else's child, I'm somebody's child. Um, no, you know the shit that scuffs my tombs. <laughs> the shit that scuffs my tombs is the people who tell you to humble yourself, but they don't even humble themselves. 
Bro, those are the people that don't happen like that. <laughs> Y'all want to know why Nell's so aggressive. And they just, <laughs> people would tell <laughs> me, you got to be this way, you got to do this, but then they be coming at me with the bullshit. I'm like, how? Right. Yeah. Oh, you want me to you want me to walk your path, but you wanna you wanna be all you can be? Mm-hmm. The army commercial out here. I don't no, know. no, no, <laughs> not the no. army commercial. No, let's no, let's wrap this up. But have you ever heard a girl say to you, you know, um, you should humble yourself or you should calm down or you should relax or whatever, however they phrase it. But then they turn and say, that dirty bitch ain't better than me. <laughs> Every five minutes. <laughs> Every fucking five minutes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said to anybody, she ain't me. I think it's just always been yeah, ever. No, 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 no. I think I'm not saying that I haven't thought it. No, each, I'm I not saying I haven't thought it. I'm, I'm saying I've, I've, heard you I've speak never on your competition level, Ish. <laughs> Stop the bullshit. <laughs> I'm trying to be fucking humble, T. But I don't say it in that sense, though. Ish. I don't say it in that sense. Ish. Although Ish. I know that it's true. You know, all of these episodes and meetings are recorded, right? Yes, I do. And you also know that you have said. No, my pussy is <laughs> no. Let's go back. Let's go back. I will tell you to pull tape. I have never said that my pussy is no. You don't remember this No, I thought you remember this shit. No, we got no, the tape. Go back and pull tape on that. Tape I'm these. very quiet about that. We got like, the tape. Listen, go back. Even in our in our raw honey sessions and all that, I never said. And My like, shit is better and more magnificent than anyone else's. You, you can pull tape. tape on that. I'm about, to, I'm about to play the tape. You said your coochie is like roses. <laughs> yes, we got the tape. Like unicorns and, and rainbows. <laughs> really? Like a no. motherfucker. <laughs> My memory is I want y'all to pull tape. I want y'all to fucking put me on blast. I'm gonna put next, next Sunday. Next shark. Sunday, I'm gonna play the erotic zone next week. Yo, yeah, it's erotic zone next Sunday. I want you to play back some Before shit. Right? Zone, I'm gonna play the tape. I'm gonna play the tape of East saying put together a little splice. Cause they know these bitches better than me. I'm gonna play the tape of East clearly saying because they know these bitches better than me. All right, yeah. Let's put that together. Let's Land put that together. Outfit, <laughs> <Land> shark. <laughs> I want to yes, put that together. Let's put together a little splice. That my pussy is. I want to put together a little splice and I, I want to play it. Okay, I got. I'm gonna you. help you with you. Whatever you need, I got you. Let's got go. You. We gonna put it together because I be trying not to do that. That's I be trying I'm to saying. stay in that humble space. That's what Yo, you as y'all can see, be as y'all can see. Tipsy oh, that comes Diana. That comes yeah, Diana. Tipsy. That comes for the erotic zone. We are gonna put yeah. our Tipsy. names on the erotic zone. We love Tipsy each. Look at her. Look at each. <laughs> <laughs> each is here tonight, people. Sipsy each, y'all. <laughs> Yo, before we go to going in 60 seconds, um, I, I need y'all prayers as well because it's next week's show. By the time next week's show come on, my son will be home. I have to go pick him up on Friday. So Aww. I need y'all prayers <laughs> in, in the chat. 
because <laughs> I gotta go pick up my son from college, and he'll be home for the summer and getting on my goddamn nerves. Now I gotta hey, be a soon as I think so I'm out. Pull, listen, as soon as I think I'm out, they pull me back in, man. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right, now it's all you. All right, people. So this has been a fun-filled week in in, in and around the sports community. This past Thursday, we had the NFL draft. Let's start right there. Um, the NFL draft is, um, um, as we all know, as we're drafting players from for the next round, going from college to the NFL pros. And we had a number of teams that had some really high grades. So one of those teams that actually got a really high grade was the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out to the green team. I know Mike is in the comments. Um, the green team, as T affectionately calls it, um, had a really, really great draft. Um, Where you at? We're trying to give you all some praise. Taking a player who was projected to be possibly the number one pick in the draft and taking him at number nine, Jalen Green. I mean, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. And then also hitting on another top 10 prospect at number 30 with Nolan Smith. So um, took two Georgia players back to back to complement the two that they took the year before with Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean bringing that um, surpassed two drafts uh, with five total um, players on the defensive side from the great school of Georgia. Also, they pulled off a um, day three trade for one of the emerging young top running backs in the league, DeAndre Swift, who was a showing off now, and I don't like it. They showing (laughs) off and I don't like it. Showing off and don't like it. DeAndre Swift is actually a Philadelphia native, and he is coming home to his hometown team. He, The Eagles made a trade with the Detroit Lions to bring back, to bring home DeAndre Swift. No, East is back. No, East is back. East, your team is showing off, and we don't like it. Oh, that's okay. No, I don't like it. Compliment uh, a bevy of young, talented Georgia players. So, and I said the Philadelphia Eagles – for um, having a successful draft. Also, the number one pick went to the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young was picked number one out of the University of Alabama. He is a quarterback. Um, This young brother has um, won the Heisman and done a lot of um, amazing things over there at Alabama. He now takes his talents to the Carolina Panthers. Um, Number two, um, there was a trade made um, for the number two pick and – Hold on now. Hold on now. Let's get this clear. Let's make this clear for the people. This is the first time in the history of history that two black quarterbacks have been taken first and second in the NFL draft. Go ahead now. Absolutely. This is a monumental feat. Not only did they go one and two, but they went one, two, and four. Right. So Bryce Young went to the Carolina Panthers, number two. C.J. Stroud out of the University of Ohio, Ohio State University, actually. Um, C.J. Stroud went to the Houston Texans. The Texans then moved into the third spot and took Will Anderson out of Alabama as well to complement their defense. And then with the fourth pick in the draft, the Indianapolis coach drafted um, Anthony Richardson out of the University of Florida. So um, three young black or Three young black quarterbacks um, were taken in the top four slots, which is a great feat. And these young brothers will be tearing up the NFL sometimes in the very, very near future. So hopefully your team 
has made some amazing strides to get better from the year before. I know our girl Helen was tweeting out back and forth every pick that was made. I love to see the enthusiasm that was around it. She is a New England Patriots fan. What up, Helen? Um, she was adding some humor and also enlightening the people on um, what the draft was doing. So shout outs to her for um, keeping an eye on her team and make sure the success for her of her team is in the right direction. Again, we are entrenched in the NBA playoffs. It is getting spicy. It's getting good. Today was game seven. And you're going to hear me talk about seven again in a minute. But today was a game seven out there in the West Coast, California. There's two Bay Area teams, the Golden State Warriors, the defending NBA champs, versus the upstart Sacramento Kings, like the Bing, playing in the fighting game seven, deciding game that will move that winner to the next round. And in true fashion, like the champions, they are the Golden State Warriors beat. The Sacramento Kings, 120 to what? 101 or 100? 100. 120 to 100 to advance to the second round where they will face LeBron and the Lakers for a chance to play for the Western Conference um, Championship. So you have now the West is set. You have Denver and Phoenix, which Denver is up one game over Phoenix, which they beat Phoenix yesterday in the opening game. And Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> That's T's team, people. <laughs> and you have Golden State and, and um, the Lakers playing on the second, which is Tuesday, um, to open up that series. Over in the east, you have Boston and Philly, which starts their series tomorrow with the big fella, Big Joel Embiid, maybe doubtful, maybe out for the first game with a sprained MCL. It's not looking good for my 76ers because we get to the second round and we always seem to fumble the bag. Hopefully this season, it's a different change of fate. And then you have the um, New York Knicks against the Miami Heat um, opening their series today with the Miami Heat taking the first game of that um, seven-game series. So basketball is basketballing out there. If you want more details, if you want more commentary, if you want more of more and more and more of this, check us out on Game 7 at 7 on Thursdays. They got all the, the the basketball talk you can you can think of. They have player analysis. They have score. They have the, a breakdown of the series. They have so much in depth, detailed information for you. And these two this is hilarious. You got the likes of Mike and T, and T and Mike as they um, go back and forth, bringing you great commentary, great detailed information. Um, for your basketball pleasure and knowledge on Game 7, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Then you also got um, me with myself and T on Wednesdays. If y'all if y'all ain't seen Black Brothers working, this is Black Brothers at work right here because, you know what I mean, we got a, we got an amazing lineup for you over here at Telemade. Um, not only do you have Game 7, but you also have the fellas. I'm a part of that. That comes on every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Um, and that's the telemade kicks. And we got something special for y'all this week, people. We will be talking about this shoe right here. Uh-oh. Right Uh-oh. here. The in-depth, detailed description of this beautiful, magnificent shoe that was released yesterday. If you know, you know, it's the Jordan 3 Wizard. This is a shoe that he actually wore when his days in Washington after his playing days in Chicago. So we are going to give a review on this for our exclusive members. Also, 
we also were reviewing this. Myself, T and myself will also be reviewing this shoe in detail on Wednesday at 8 p.m. So tune in this Wednesday at 8 p.m. for Telemade Kicks. You're, you're, you're sure to be enlightened um, in the shoe culture and also um, left with a lot of a wealth of information when it comes to the, our passion um, and love for sneakers. All right. So let's go on to 60 Seconds with Nell. Check us out again Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Telemade Kick 7 on Thursdays for um Game seven. for Game 7 and then us back here again the fearsome foursome at Uncensored Minds, TKD Ish and myself for Uncensored Minds 9 o'clock on Sundays. What's up? Also, if y'all need the audio is streaming on all platforms, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the audio for Unsystem Live streams on Tuesdays for all you on the go people that don't have time to sit around and watch YouTube all the time. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> we appreciate all the new people. I know we had a couple of new members this week that tapped in. I know some people hit me in my inbox like, yo, no, I grabbed the membership. Thank you. I know some people that have that is watching our show for the first time this week. Thank you. I know we have some individuals who've been in the background but it's coming to the forefront a little bit with their comments. Thank you. We totally appreciate um, your support, your love, your comments, and your likes. And also, please be sure to share us right. and everybody. That way we can grow this platform so we can now be talked about on a Joe Pot, Joe, Joe, what's his name? Joe Button podcast. I can't. The disrespect. <laughs> I can't. The disrespect. Being number one. Help us to get the number one, people. That's, That's our goal. This mm -hmm. year to close it out, we want to be in that top 10 mention list of podcasters. Okay. And we get there. I guarantee you. Remember when we talked about that number 10 this year? It's coming. Mm -hmm. Some way, somehow, 10 is in our forecast. And we're coming to claim it, people. And that's us mm -hmm. being sincerely humble and cocky and considered at the same time. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I think when we make it there, are, are we going to be humble? Or, or I ain't not. never gonna be nah, you know what we're gonna <laughs> my humble pie. I ain't never gonna be humble. <laughs> we're gonna, nah. we gonna get our girl Sarah to um to, to talk our shit for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's funny. Hey KD hey. good to have you back, mama. We're we are we 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 are, we are back. We are back, we are back. We missed you these past three weeks. The four the, the foursome four, as I call it, is back in effect. Um we missed you. That don't mean we're going to get on your ass. But we did miss you. And I know everybody else did, too. Um, Thank you. That was to the Harry Belafonte camp and also the Jerry Springer camp as they... Um, Jerry, Jerry, oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. I also, can't. Our girl Brenda, who is not... Not praising Jerry. You got to bring them Jerry. Jerry was iconic. Iconic. I can't. Also, also, we want to we want to um, say some prayers also for our girl, um, Brenda. We all know and love Brenda. Brenda is still dealing with some issues and challenges um, within and around her family. So if you, you know, what I mean, prayers, send them prayers up. Um, let her know that we are thinking about her and we love her. And anybody else out there that's going through anything, you have our total support and love. We are. People hold on, hold on now, because I need to say shout out to uh, the shadow people who watch and don't say anything. Shout out to y'all. We appreciate y'all as well. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's get up out of here. Episode 129. Uh, There will be some exclusive content dropping tomorrow. So if you are a membership, if you are a member, look out for that. And we are up out of here. Episode 129, people. Peace. No, it's a fucking ass.